0: Hey, Cowboy here. I see you're checking out some of our first season. Excellent choice. Great vintage stuff. Pairs well with steak. Uh, just a few notes. In Season 1, the name of the show was actually Head to Head, a video game podcast. But it's still the same show that you've come to love or will learn to love if this is your first time listening. So in either case, thanks for listening and welcome to game Corp.
1: Director Frank, this is Agent Tork, dummy name Goodwin. I've made contact with the supposed good guys who've infiltrated GameCorp and disguised themselves as simple podcast hosts. And I gotta say, put grandma to bed, buddy, because these guys have to be some of the most convincing, deep cover agents I've ever encountered. The only other explanation would be they're actually complete idiots who've made it this far on blind luck alone, which is next to impossible. No, they must be operating on a covert level leagues above me. With that said, I've given them the lead on this one as I'm currently being held captive in some sort of smelly dungeon prison beneath GameCorp. I've only uncovered a fraction of the intel, but my gut tells me it's far worse than we feared. Whatever diabolical plans the boss has, he's hatching them tonight. So, I've given these podcasters the game shark and instructed them to find the main terminal at the heart of this labyrinth. Hopefully then we can shed some light on what's really happening here at GameCorp and how we can stop it. I'll patch you through to the podcasters' mics so you can listen in on their progress, but I should first let you know that Head to Head, a video game podcast, is a semi-fictional show that contains scenes of narrative elements like this one, as well as some mature content and a whole lot of immature content.
2: So, yeah. Ahem.
1: Ugh. Looks like my daily torture session is here early. Well, enjoy the show then.
2: You may want to get comfortable, for today's art is extra long and extra spicy.
3: Do your worst, buddy. I can take it.
2: Very well. Let's begin.
4: Star Fox The half-fox, half-demon, half-navy-seal underwear model pilot had always fancied Birdo, the sexy pink astrophysicist witch who wore a mini-skirt lab coat and knew how to do every TikTok dance perfectly ever since their erotically charged battle atop the Empire State...
0: Did you guys hear that? What? The dripping water noise that hints we're in a dark, dank place? The unsettling deep rumble that lets you know we're deep underground, maybe? No, it it sounded like... nothing. Cause nothing's happening. We've been walking for hours. Uh, He said we had to go pretty deep into here to find the terminal.
1: Yeah, dude. We're trying to take down the boss. It's not something
4: you could do in two and a half hours flat, man. Uh,
0: But I thought dungeon crawling was going to be
4: exciting!
0: But it's so... boring. Well, they do call it a crawl. Ugh. Oh, finally! What? What was that?
4: Hidden pressure plate with a skull symbol on it. Oh, fuck. Run!
5: Oh. Oh. Whoa! Whoa! Oh. Oh. Hey, no. Oh, no, we're talking! Dude,
2: just shut yeah. up and crouch run! Gosh. Oh, shit! Oh, look! The spike pit! Oh. Classic! Oh, no. dude, jump! Jump, jump, jump! Uh, hey. huh. Oh, uh, pull me up, pull me up! Oh, I got you, I got you, I got you! Oh, man! Uh, I told you you needed to play more platformers! Shut up! Come on, guys, I think it's
5: this way! Oh, okay. Oh, oh, tripwire!
4: Genius level trap design!
3: Oh, crap! What? Oh, god! Whoa! Hey. Oh, oh. no! No, 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 run! Again! Oh man, snakes! I love snakes! No, JB, don't try to pat them! Run! Can't
2: I just have one? I've always wanted to rescue! No, get rid of them!
0: Sorry, Sergeant Slithers. It just wasn't meant to be. Okay, well, uh, at least the snakes aren't chasing us. I mean, that's good, right? Oh, fuck. Oh, what now? Hmm. Arrow Trap, Pit of Spikes,
4: Killer Snakes, yep. Yeah. I guess as far as classic dungeons go, that just leaves the boulder. Boulder? What? Yeah, that thing rolling down the tunnel at us? Oh, damn
0: it. Run? Run.
3: Run! Run! Run. <laughs> <laughs> look, look, look! A crawl space! Duck it in okay. there! Yeah, okay.
2: Oh, okay. Okay. Wait, guys, wait for me! No, JB, dive! Dive! Oh, shoot! Ooh. Oh,
0: shoot. That was Ugh. close, dude. You were almost Ugh. a JB sandwich. Don't you ever <laughs> say that to me again.
1: <laughs> uh, guys, can we take a break? So I can, like, lay down and t-
0: die for a minute? Yeah, I am beat. Uh, uh, we can spare, like, 10 minutes. Oh, oh that's perfect. It's probably just uh, enough time to do the intro. Uh, what, dude? Uh,
4: uh, intro? Yeah, you know, yeah. did a little, 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 little. Uh, <laughs> welcome
0: to the 24th episode. Hey. That's it. Oh. JB's got the dreaded cave madness.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, should you put him down, or do you want me to do it, dude? We we can't do the podcast.
4: We have nothing to record with. Okay, weird you'd say that because we're actually recording right now. What we are? Oh yeah, I stitched the microphones into the adventure packs I made you. you, you
6: mean what the the you did? Baby
4: packs. Of course I did. I've been hiding mics everywhere in GameCorp. How do you guys think I get all the recordings of all that stuff that happens outside of our office?
1: I don't know, man. I thought it was through the magic
4: of fucking editing? Nope. Just the simple magic of planting tiny spy mics on fellow employees and bribing Luke to hack the intercom systems into an NSA-level eavesdropping tool. Cool, huh? Yeah,
0: okay, uh, kinda not cool, I mean. Wait a minute. Is this why sometimes you seem to know, like, random things for no reason at all? Sure, we could tie that into it. Uh.
1: Fine. So, what? We record the podcast and try to take down the boss
4: at the same time? Sure. I I figured we could do a little walk and talk episode, like West Wing or something. We save Goodwin, or Torque or whatever, secretly ruin the boss's promotion, record the whole thing as an episode, and keep our jobs in the process. It's a win-win-win-win, baby.
0: Huh. Hmm. I mean, it couldn't hurt. And it's a season finale, so I think people would hate us if we didn't put out an episode. All right. Well, play the did a little, little, I guess. Cool. Diddle, 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 diddle. Welcome to the twenty fourth episode of Head to Head, a video game broadcast brought to you from a fucking cave. I don't know if you guys have been listening, but. Or are currently listening, but we are in a cave system beneath GameCorp. Well, to be fair, I think it's more of like a
4: dungeon type vibe. I'd say Labyrinth,
0: probably. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, I That's semantics. We are currently wandering the possible catacombs looking for a terminal that we will probably never find and die but we still didn't want to disappoint you guys, so here we are, bringing you the twenty fourth episode of Head to Head. Yep. Hope you're happy. Yep. As always, I am your host, Cowboy. I'm Ultimate Survivor Man, Jake, and I'm JB, aka Jimin Belmont. <laughs> oh, <laughs> <damn it>. <laughs> okay. But <laughs> in a whip noise. <laughs>
1: In today's battle, we're going to be taking you on a journey. That's right. This yeah. is a walk and talk episode. You're coming it's with like us. Wing. Yeah, we're trying to find our way out of here and we're going to be facing off two contenders for the title of Great Old Ones of Metroidvania between Super Metroid and Super Castlevania 4. Now, you the might merging. be asking, yeah, you <laughs> might be asking <laughs> why those ones because technically there could be you know tighter matches uh two reasons one of them is the boss told us to the second reason is we consider these the best of the classic era we wanted to play some fun ass games for this one so we did they might not be the perfect match as in super metroid is more of a metroidvania than castlevania 4 you know whatever but they're fun they're awesome
0: and we're gonna battle them you're gonna see who comes out on top tonight and, Hell them- yeah. and thematically, I think they're great because uh, I am super scared of a vampire coming out and killing me right now. And I also feel like this whole place is ominous and creepy and there might be some sort of mutant in the shadows that'll suck my blood. So thematically, these games are perfect for the current situation where they were in.
1: Yeah, it seems like a very quite- real person- personality, <laughs> a very real possibility <laughs>
4: <laughs> and a personality that we could meet and make friends with. And we're not in this dungeon unprepared. I have personally True. packed adventure packs for all of us. They're
0: called fanny packs. And adventure. yeah, he did pack our fanny packs. Yeah, I packed that fanny. <laughs> <laughs> <Don't> Jesus. <laughs> I mean, Feel they're like a little you big for fanny them. packs, right?
1: Like, I mean, I got this one slung under my shoulder. Okay. It's kind of nice, man. Things they're like- very
0: useful. It's Mine's like a blue. goddamn Barney bag, though. You got a lot of shit in here. Yeah. It's the Mary Poppins style. Well, what did you pack in them? Well, I packed um, specific
4: things for each of us, like uh, based off of, you know, the types of things we might need in stressful circumstances, oh. in situations where our life is on the line. Mm-hmm. You know, it's sort of like, um, you know, uh, uh, a mystery bag filled with things that you're going to need at some point.
0: So this, these Twizzlers, like they're, they saved my life how? Well, that's just, that's just yummy. I guess I could eat them.
1: I mean, I get the caloric intake, but like, dude, my bag's just full of receipts.
4: Like, there's a lot of receipts in here. Oh, yeah, actually, that's just one receipt from CVS from when I bought the, um, uh, fanny packs. <laughs> 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 What'd you put in yours then, JB? Oh, I got all sorts of stuff. I got, uh, some chapstick. Okay. Cherry flavor. Cool. Yep. Um, nice. What What do I got here? Oh, a Desert Eagle. Yep, that'll come in handy. You brought a gun.
0: Uh, you, you, you you finally brought a gun. Of course. This is the first time did. I would say thank you. Yeah, I'm actually not going to take it away. I mean, you all, you know, you try
4: to you try to stop me, but uh, when it when push comes to shove, it comes to shoot. Uh, what else do <laughs> it comes I got? To oh, my Desert Eagle. <laughs> I have an abacus.
0: An abacus.
4: Yeah, in case we need to do some quick maths, you know.
0: Do you know how much smaller what? a calculator is and probably cheaper?
4: Yeah, but an abacus uses no electricity. It's good for the environment. Sure, if we meet a
0: Mesopotamian
4: trader from 2,000 years ago.
0: Yes, this should help us calculate our silk tax. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Very nice.
4: Uh, And then an expired pack of juicy fruit. Mm -hmm. Are they ever not expired? Yeah, that's the point, yeah. Mm, Last forever. Why do I have a stapler remover,
0: but no staples? I, I don't know. I didn't pack oh, that. Did you pack that? I packed that. Yeah. Never mind. I'm sorry. I, cause it looks like a little monster and I like to put my fingers like their eyes on the top. Oh, yeah. And I make them go, Hey, I'm going to bite you. Yeah. Like a vampire. <laughs> <He's> like, wow. <"Wah, laughs> Has I anybody not done that with staple Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I call him Chompy. You're right. <laughs> I did bring Chompy. Aw, Chompy. Yeah.
1: He's definitely not a Chekhov's gun for later. Don't look out for him. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, this should be a fun episode, anyways. Um, not sure where we're going. Where do you guys think this tunnel leads? Well, it looks like it leads to a dead end. Oh, what? Oh. Yeah. All right, so this is over
1: before well, it started. Fuck. Um, fuck.
0: guys got any ideas? There's something behind those, like, hanging vines from the wall. Do you see that? It's like a s- scrawling, like a scribbling. Jake, move those vines. Yeah, sure, dude.
1: Whoa. Hey, check it out. It looks like some sort of writing. Here. Uh, did anybody bring a light? Flashlight? Phones maybe? Jamie? Something? Uh, you, you packed a light, right? Uh, did you pack a flashlight? Any form of light source? Uh, Rocks to bang together? I'll just turn my phone on bright here. Okay, let me hold it up. Oh Yeah, yeah I packed Jake's phone. Mm. Neat, thanks. Okay. Hey, it looks like a bunch of writing here. And let's see. Looks like a looks like a question, dudes. So um Like I a guess, riddle? Like I don't know, man. Like okay, so we usually have, I don't know, listener questions in the episode. Can we use this? I don't know. Oh yeah. Okay. Well, hey, listeners out there. This uh round of listener questions is brought to you by Nothing. We're trapped in a labyrinth and I hope to see my family again. Cool. So okay, so this says is... <sighs> So like of all the Nintendo characters, who do you think raps the best? Do you think Samus does like an old school beat like Beastie Boys? Do you know Falco sounds like he was on a Columbia Records doing Wu-Tang shit kind of stuff? And Kirby probably does mumble stuff. I'm not into that, but it's got its place, I guess. Metroid Mike.
0: How did Metroid Mike get down here? Wait.
4: That's a Metroid Mike
0: question. That but... sounded like a Metroid Mike question. Holy <laughs> I swear shit. to God, I was list- I was reading it and it sounded like Metroid Mike. Has he been down here this entire time? Is he trapped in the dungeon? He has always seemed very sphinx sphinxious to me. So it would make sense he'd sphinx- be writing riddles. Sphinx sphinxy sphinx- 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 Mike. Sphinx- 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 Mike. Metroid sphinxy. Sphinxy Metroid. Yeah. Oh my god, Metroid Mike. <laughs> what does <is> it mean?
5: <laughs> what All does right. it mean? I mean All we right, have nothing
0: so, we have nothing better to do. Should we just answer this? Are you kidding? We answer this riddle and we're out of here. It's the Sphinx's question. I'm ready. Okay. Well, I mean,
1: what do you guys think? Who in Nintendo raps the best?
0: I'm I'm gonna go last because I'm gonna be the one to crack it. So okay. you guys go ahead.
3: Okay. <sighs> uh...
0: I'm thinking.
1: All right. I'm just going to eat some Juicy Fruit while you think. All right. That's already out of flavor. This fucking sucks. Okay. So who raps the best in Nintendo? I mean, Link? Nah.
4: Oh, I mean, he maybe beatboxes. Link could beatbox. Link could fucking beatbox, couldn't he? Yeah. yeah Link h- seems h- like a hi. hype man on the, the back hi. of the track. Yeah. Yeah.
0: He's the hype man. He's He does the... Brrr. Link
1: slides just in with sound the, like, yeah Link slides in with the Yeah, as, as Kirby's like, I like to eat the guys, yeah. I like to eat them up, yeah. Yeah, I like, I like the to kick. I like to I I cake. The kick, Get out yeah. the limelight, on that Kirby right. I stomp your ass with my cutter right.
3: Skrr
0: I'm feeling it, dude. <laughs> Ever since that Kirby-Snoop Dogg collaboration that I saw on YouTube, which I'm sure is totally valid and actually happened, I've been waiting for that rap album to drop. Oh, absolutely. You guys know what I'm talking
1: about? I actually Kirby do. Kirby and Snoop. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> drop it like it's hot And Kirby's um theme. Well, it's the stage theme from Smash, from Melee. Yeah,
0: drop it. <laughs> drop it like it's hot featuring Kirby before Snoop Dogg kicked him out of the song, and then released his own album without Kirby (laughs) on it, which I thought was messed up. But that's a good video. Uh, Mm -hmm. Whoever's listening, call the police and uh, look up that video.
1: Yeah, and tell them where we are, please, and tell Tell my wife I love
0: her. Oh, wait, if we make it out alive,
1: this'll, where our, well,
0: I don't know what'll happen.
1: I'm fully expecting this to be an Investigation Discovery episode. Like, they're they're
0: gonna... Hey, I'm on Discovery, everybody. Hi, Mom.
1: Hey, Mom. All right. So who in Nintendo is the best fucking rapper? All right. So we have Link as the hype man. So we
4: know, according to Metroid Mike, that Kirby mumble raps. Uh... You know, something else I just thought about with Link is he's in the Crypt of the Necrodancer port to the Switch. Right. So, I mean, he's in a music-based game already, which... And
1: he does play a mean ocarina.
4: Yep. Adds to his... Cred um I think along the same vein, Yoshi Yoshi okay yeah, Yoshi is able to do a lot of different things, right We talked about how Link could beat box Yoshi can beat box if he takes the yellow, you know he's doing the base with the yellow, the fireball he's oh, got he can hot
0: fire dude yep he spits oh, hot fire yeah. all the time. And then he goes, Yoshi! You
4: know, he does that voice he does. And oh, then yeah? that's, that's sort of like a DJ
0: Khaled. He's the DJ Khaled of, of rap. Of rap.
4: Of Nintendo rap. Of Nintendo Wait, no, Nintendo DJ rap.
0: Khaled is the DJ Khaled of rap. He's the DJ Khaled of Nintendo. Okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah there we go. So I think that's, uh, that's where I would go is, is Yoshi. Interesting. But not as interesting as the correct answer. The best rapper of all time in video games? It's Parappa the Rapper. I mean, it's in the name. His name is the Rapper. He's not he Nintendo. Yeah, he's not Nintendo, though. Yeah, he is. He's he's a video game character and Nintendo. He's on that that Nintendo. That Nintendo. Talking oh. on... the mom, he's on that Nintendo. Kids, kids <laughs> always be playing that Parappa the Rapper on that goddamn Nintendo.
4: You well, know,
1: sir, kick punch, it is all in the mind. And I do believe we've talked about Parappa the Rapper. Oh, my God, we have. He was a trivia question. He <laughs> was. And I called him Paprika.
7: Was.
0: You called
3: him I cannot get it right. <laughs> <laughs> I,
0: I have since corrected it, and I know the it. Pa-rappa the Rapper. It's great because it rhymes, which is really on theme with hip-hop, because in hip-hop, things rhyme a lot. So I think it's really smart that they did that. Mm. <laughs>
1: it is really awesome to see growth in real time. There you have it, folks. It's recorded yeah. for all history. So, <sighs> so do I, I mean, I have... it's Mario, right? He's the only one who speaks. <sighs> no, you have all of Star Fox. Star Fox would be a group like the Beastie Boys, right?
5: Star Fox?
1: Wait. According to Metroid Mike, Falco sounds like he was on Columbia Records doing Wu-Tang shit. So is Star Fox just like Nintendo's Wu
0: Tang clan? Oh. I feel like it. Have yeah. you ever seen Star Fox Bucks? <laughs> Star what? Fox? Yeah, I haven't seen that one. Star-, Star Fox has that rap music video energy. He's always oh, angry yeah. and he's always looking right into the camera. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. So maybe it's just Star Fox, right? It's just Star Fox. I i Fox was Star Fox. I fox with Star Fox. I fox with that guy.
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, there you go. There you have it. Uh, crazy wall? scrawling on the wall. Metroid Mike.
3: Star Fox?
0: Nothing. It didn't do why anything. Isn't, why isn't it opening? Why isn't a giant cat coming out and pronouncing us gods or something?
4: Hmm. Right. Like it.
0: Is what we should we at least open,
4: allow us to proceed, like we answered the Sphinx's riddle. You know what's missing? What?
0: Audience head-to-head.
4: We always oh. do that. Oh, JB, yeah, maybe that'll do us. it.
1: Maybe it's just like a narrative flow kind of thing?
4: Yeah. Yeah. We, like <clears throat> we have to get past certain
0: checkpoints. Yeah. We have okay. to get to the plot point. Okay, well,
4: let's maybe just kind of speed it there. up then. All right, well, um, uh, this audience head-to-head is brought to you by Me. Because we're stuck in a cave and, you know, I didn't have a chance to talk to marketing. Yeah. So anyway, last episode we asked, is mobile gaming really gaming? Mm. Now, this was our closest, most divisive, most voted on audience head to head to date. In fact, Twitter saw a perfect 50-50 with Instagram being the tiebreaker. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And that's even after disabling mobile votes. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> we, we didn't do that.
4: We, no, that's not. We right. We would never rig a head-to-head. Of course not. But you all spoke or typed, and officially, <laughs> mobile gaming is gaming. Congratulations! Yay, Congratulations. Give, it up. give it up for mobile gaming. Heck yeah! I mean, I, I agree. would agree.
1: It that... is. It just is. Do you know how, do you know how much Pokemon Go I was playing before we got stuck in here? Ooh, I wonder what I can catch in here.
4: I mean, what is a phone nowadays except a really, really
0: good Game Boy? Well, like, come fair. on. And let's be honest. When we talk mobile gaming, that doesn't just mean Candy Crush anymore. Not anymore, it doesn't. I play. You can play Final Fantasy Tactics. You can play Slay the Spire. You can play Pokemon games, probably. You can play tons of stuff on the phone. Mm-hmm. Mo- you can play Fortnite on the phone. Oh, yeah. yeah. Mobile gaming most, is gaming. Most definition.
4: phones and tablets are are more powerful than the PCs we grew up with. Absolutely. So, I mean, you can't even really say that it's not. I mean, yes, there's a lot more shitty games, I mm-hmm. guess, on mobile. Um, A lot more cash grabs. But, I mean, we have EA. Yeah. So Yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> you, you shouldn't, like, attack those people. You should feel bad for them. People who are getting taken advantage of by, like, bad mobile games. You shouldn't be like, oh, you're not a real gamer. You should, like, pity them and want to help them and get them into good games that don't destroy the environment but i also want to say like gatekeeping is terrible in gaming it i'm, sure I, I'm glad this one how it did i'm glad people are now saying everything gaming is gaming mm-hmm. so kudos to you franks i appreciate you
4: yeah absolutely i mean it just goes to show the type of people um the, you know the franks are out franks? there that are listening to us they're they're just awesome. They're very wholesome, nice, mm-hmm. great Beautiful, mm-hmm. attractive. Wonderful, like super- Delicious. With the biggest cocks and the most ginormous titties. Um, oh, okay. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no. Oh,
4: no, Dirty no. Bird. I mean, Stop. <laughs> I mean, whatever whatever you got Oof. is good. I like what you're saying. I just don't like how you're saying it. That's <laughs> you know, all. The chiseled and or unchiseled features- Mm-hmm. that is attractive
0: for you. We need to get out of here. Do you, you, know that? You, you can't dig your way out of a hole with a shovel, JB. <laughs> so anyways, <laughs> you guys are beautiful, and we love you. Uh, all gaming is gaming because, let's face it, there's no like honor or prestige to gaming. We're all just blowing free time for fun. There's nothing to safeguard here. Everyone game for fun. That's my answer. That's right.
4: Yep. If you enjoy it, that's time well spent. There you go. Mm-hmm. And this episode, well, we don't really have a question for you this time because, it, in case you didn't realize, we're stuck in a cave. We might die. Um, Ooh. And this is also the season finale. That's so. an audience head to head. Will we die? Will we die? Should we die?
0: No. No. Die? <laughs> yes. I kind of like it. I, I don't Should like that question. We die?
4: Because <laughs> if they say yes, what happens?
0: Okay, um, listeners, it's, it's up so to bad. you.
1: Take it to Twitter. Are we going to die this episode? No. Yep. Are you, you going can, to choose
0: for us to die this episode? No, thank you. Oh, I don't choosing, want that. Choose your own adventure no. story.
4: And of course, you can in your hands. not find our poll on social media <laughs> and don't reach out directly to help us answer this non-existent question.
0: Because we'll probably be dead and won't even post it. That's yeah. right. Huzzah! All right, Sphinx, open the door. No. Go ahead. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't think that would work, actually. Well, while we try to figure out how to get past this bullshit, let's go ahead and take a word from our sponsors. JB, we can put a sponsor here, right? I mean, if we survive, yeah, I could put one in. Oh, uh, okay, yeah. So let's go ahead and get a word from our sponsor, and when we return, get ready for a showdown.
1: head-to-head video game podcast is brought to you by you dear listener seriously we've made it all the way to the season finale isn't that crazy and we couldn't have done this without the motivation we get from all of you out there tuning in each and every episode to take this wild journey with us And look how far we've come together we've gone from not having a single idea what we're doing when forced i mean asked to create this podcast to being stuck in a literal dungeon right now which i'm still trying to piece together seriously uh send help also out of nowhere we have a supportive audience that has sent in listener questions created art you'll be seeing that soon and listens you actually listen and that's wild seriously thank you for all the support we've received Also, yes, it's absolutely true, the show is getting a glow up, and a name change, and different formats, and all sorts of stuff. Don't worry though, it's still going to be the same crazy podcast, just more. I hope you're as excited as we are about Season 2, which will be coming after a holiday break. Also, yeah, we're still going to release stuff over the break, so no worries there. From all of us at GameCorp, thank you. Now, let's see if we actually survive to the end of the episode, so all this comes
4: true. These two games will have you running, jumping, powering up, and overdosing on a combination of nostalgia and frustration. Castlevania and Metroid are two powerhouse series spawning their own genre, Metroidvania, but which will reign supreme as the great old one of Metroidvanias in this episode's
0: Head-to-Head Showdown. Our first contender tonight's matchup is Super Metroid, developed by Nintendo, released on the Super Nintendo in 1994 alongside Donkey Kong Country, Earthbound, and Sonic 3. This third entry was re-released on so many Nintendo consoles it'll make you more fall your eyes out, being brought to the Wii, the Wii U, the 3DS, and the Switch. This is a wall explode maze explored, ball curling, missile hurling action-adventure classic that is dripping with 80s horror atmosphere and works to impose a feeling that all basement-dwelling gamers can truly identify with. The feeling of isolation. In this game, you'll play as Samus Aran, the blonde hottie turned robotie when clad in her iconic metallic yellow Varia suit. This game opens with finding a pile of dead bodies, followed shortly by the last Metroid being stolen by your eternal adversary, Ridley. And then, things only get worse from there. You'll be dropped onto the planet of Zebes without so much as a word or a hint to guide you, left to find your own way in the vast, confusing subterranean network filled with perilous traps and enemies. Huh. Guess we're not the only ones. Built by your enemy, Ridley, and his team of space pirates, who were courteous enough to stock the whole place with everything you'll need, including ability-based doors, stock-increasing power-ups, humanoid-sized elevators, missiles, bombs, grappling hooks, and so much more. Yet. Ominous music and spooky vibes await these tunnels as you fight your way through creepy odd aliens and massive reptilian bosses. And if you wanna get the feeling for the core gameplay, just rewind this recording 20 seconds, cause yep, the backtracking is back and tedious as ever. And if you wanna get the feeling for the core gameplay, just psych. Haha, got you.
1: Backtracking joke. All right, my space pirates, let's go ahead and talk about Super Metroid, the third entry in the titular series. Uh, Those not familiar with Super Metroid, uh, it's categorized as an action exploration game. That is, it's open-ended. You're dropped in basically this open game world. Nowhere to go. You figure it out. You figure out the puzzles. You progress. You get power-ups. Eventually, you fight boss after boss, get more powerful, more powerful, and make it to the end. And let's go ahead and start off with what Super Metroid does well. Usually here I'd flip a coin, but I don't have one. So let's flip a rock. Um, you guys
0: call Jagged or Pointy? Jagged. Okay. Hey, Jagged. All right, cowboy, take it away. All right. What Metroid did good? Well, I want to start by saying I have not played either game in either series. So this was a really cool battle for me because I got to experience a, a well-hailed series um, that everybody loves for the first time. And I myself, if anybody doesn't know, I am not a nostalgist. I I have no rose-tinted glasses for any games. I I don't hold them in high regards. And so I played Metroid, one of the oldest and most revered games. And I fucking love this game. I love this game so much. It's so good. (laughs) That makes me so happy. (laughs) It's so—I just was playing it, and I I realized because with old games, I get bored. Why? Because I'm a 21st century dude who has played nothing but adrenaline-filled games. This game slowed me down. It put me in a spooky atmosphere, and I fucking devoured it, and I loved it. This game has uh, atmosphere from aliens and dead space put together, and even though it is isn't inherently scary, it puts me in a weird mood. And I'm just like, ugh, I'm full of— Dread, you know what I mean. <laughs> um, Wink. <laughs> you can't see it, but I winked and I finger gunned. <laughs> Silent finger guns. Um. Which now I'm excited for uh, Metroid Dread because I was like, this is really neat. I love getting the power-ups. I love discovering stuff. I could go on and on. I don't want to take too much. But I think this is a super well-designed game. And now I get why people like it. It's got a lot to it. Way more than any platformer at the time had. Paid way more attention to pacing, story, and thematic elements more than any other game that I've seen in that area. So that's my love.
4: I completely agree. Um, So, similar to Cowboy, I had never played a Metroid or a Castlevania. And this isn't 100% true because when I first got my, I think it was the 3DS, when that first came out, it came with a demo of the Metroid game on the 3DS. So, I played the demo Mm -hmm. for, like, 10 minutes, maybe. Completely different game um, in that 10-minute demo. But... Um, so this was like my first foray. I've heard a lot of good things about both Metroid and Castlevania. So I had kind of high expectations going into it. Um, but I knew like from Metroidvanias, like I knew what the genre was. There's a lot of backtracking. There's a, mm-hmm. a lot of nonlinear sort of uh, game mechanics. and And I despise those. So I was hesitant but hopeful. Mm. And I did enjoy this game. For a while, um <laughs> it was but it was
0: really Gotta good with that you. butt on it.
4: <laughs> I know, I know I do have some negatives to say about it, but right now we're talking about what it does well, and i I think you hit the nail on the head. It's the depth mm-hmm. the depth that this game is able to eke out on on a Super Nintendo. like the world felt cohesive. It felt like you were in one giant planet going into different sectors of it, like down near the core where there's lots of magma or you'd be over by your broken ship or you'd be over, you know, in this cave structure. Enemies start showing up. There's bosses. And I think they did a very good job. Not a lot of um, Super Nintendo games did it this well of of hiding the game mechanics themselves yes so Mm -hmm. that it didn't feel gamey it felt like an experience rather than a game and i really appreciate that because it you know once once you kind of lift the veil and you see behind what it is and you you kind of look into the you know oh this is just uh blah 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 it kind of ruins the experience for me so i really appreciated what they did and I, i mean the the yeah, just the depth, everything. There were so many
0: power ups, so many types of enemies, so many bosses, and it just it felt good. And I, I want to jump on what you said with experience. And like in my brain, this is never anything you'd find it like an arcade. Never a walk up and jump these platforms and have a good time, kids. Uh. <laughs> you know, this is a like sit down and experience this game. And a lot of games back then, like the Aladdin games, a lot of those platformers from the Super Nintendo era, are stuff you could find in arcade. They're just kind of like, it's a game. Just jump in, go through the side scroll, and beat it. This was not. And I love that. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm.
1: This is one of the first uh, examples of the immersive experience, right? Mm -hmm. So, especially being released in 1994, I believe. Yeah, 1994 uh you're absolutely right back then it was side scrollers action platformers things like that you could kind of get yourself immersed in early jrpgs at the time but you're really Mm -hmm. just staring at isometric men doing turn-based combat things like that walking around maps you have to use your imagination a lot to really like dive into there but super metroid did something special this was the first time a lot of people really got to experience a world and not just not right. just not just a top down world they experienced a world the same way a lot of like 3D you know open world rpgs do nowadays exactly you get that's
4: exactly what i was thinking it yeah. was like the precursor to open world games
1: yes you get the feeling from that with super metroid and a few fun facts about super metroid when it was released it was the largest game Uh, At the time, released on the Super Nintendo because it is so big and expansive. Like memory-wise? Yes. It was a whopping three megabytes. Shit! Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That was big back then, Isn't that wild? Yeah, that was big for back then. Yeah, so this game was, yeah, the biggest game, like literally, released on the Super Nintendo when it did release. And it was a huge passion project for the devs also. So it's kind of a fun thing here. Uh, One game tonight was a hell yeah, party game. This game's awesome. Let's fucking release it. And woo time. And the other game was an uphill battle with a dev or with a publisher uh, constantly saying too much. We're going to cancel you. We're going to cancel you. We're going to cancel you. But the dev team behind it was so passionate and and they believed in their game so much that they kept pushing and kept pushing to get it out. And that's Super Metroid. We almost yeah. lost Super Metroid three times in its development. Wow! Nintendo didn't believe in Metroid at the time, which is wild, right? And now it's one of, you know, it's it, it makes the top 100 list every single time. It's usually in the top 10, right? Every single sure. time, especially being as old as it is.
4: Yeah, I mean, it was trying something new and trying something different, and it had very lofty goals. I mean, yes. when you compare it to like similar-ish games that came before like <laughs> ghouls and goblins or whatever mm-hmm. and the um um the duck one like wow I ghouls mean, and goblins and the duck one <laughs> you know what i mean those <laughs> shitty games uh, they... ducktales ducktales thank you <laughs> ghouls and goblins and ducktales jesus the duck yeah one. they i mean it was this is in a whole different like this is in the stratosphere compared to those games so yeah I, I I can imagine, like, the amount of time, the amount of money invested, they probably... And gaming back then was very, very niche compared to what it is now. Yes. I'm sure Nintendo was looking at it like, there's no way we make our money back on this.
0: Right. Um, it was
4: dangerous to make yeah, a game yeah. like that.
0: People could have hated it very easily. If something went wrong with it, people could have became so frustrated and it could have tanked.
4: Mm-hmm. And I think that's when, you know, people are at their best is when they're up against the wall and they're being told No. Mm-hmm. i think that's when people go you know fuck you i'm gonna do it and i'm gonna do it so good nobody can say shit that's what they do it's the Wright brothers it's the you know human ingenuity at its
0: finest and i think yeah. that it, this this game is a testament to that fact i agree okay so can we talk about some specific good things yeah i want to talk maybe this is jumping away for a minute but the music um the music in this is so good
1: it is broody and eerie and mystical at times. It really mm-hmm. does, it does bring you into it. They did an excellent job creating atmosphere mm-hmm. with music in this game.
4: That's that's where my thought is. It's for me, the music was more of an atmosphere than anything else. Yes, um, it was good. I mean, it wasn't jarring, but it also didn't stick out to me. It was very much like a, in the same vein as like a movie score to yeah. me, where I, I, a really good movie score just uh accents things beautifully enhances the experience and i think that's where where this went
0: well and i want to say i feel like they figured out some stuff early because games of the future create mood through music but back mm-hmm. in the day S- super nintendo games would just be like bram, 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 bram. <laughs> just You, they didn't care like just put beeps spoops.
1: Yeah, you're right, dude. Yeah, um, don't give a shit. It was it was a whole lot of create happy atmosphere, creates spooky yeah. atmosphere. There you go. Have fun, kids. You're right.
0: But this one, Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. But this one, like, wanted to create a mood, and half the time I didn't notice the music. But I'll I'll admit, and JB, uh, Jake, maybe even you'll be with me on this. There was a band called the Mini Bosses. Yeah, that just cemented this music in my mind, and I'm going to take a moment to give a quick shout out. If you guys love video game music, Frank. Go look up the mini bosses and look up their track for Castlevania and put it on. It's like 13 minutes long and you will love it. It is the essence of what this music probably sounded like to us back then. But it's so eerie and atmospherical and it makes you feel things. And it's got highs and lows. It is just not you know Ducktales. Uh, woo <laughs> like woo. Which, which is a banger. Which yeah, is also very yeah, I mean, yeah. You can't knock Ducktales opening theme. The highs and the lows of DuckTales are (laughs) pretty close, but not enough.
4: (laughs) And speaking of like audio, I want to talk about something. It was the very first thing that stuck out to me with Metroid, the voice acting. Yes. On the very first intro screen, I had never seen something like that. We played quite a few retro games and nothing like that. That was legitimate voice acting.
1: Yep, scripted lines in a Super Nintendo game, and not just text—you actually heard them. There were scripted lines, and this has scripted lines and cutscenes. I think I skipped the intro. You skipped ex- the intro. I, I you skipped the again. intro. I might have. It has voiced lines, yeah. and there are cutscenes. Like this game, this game even like takes place. It has like a little mini level at, at a base at series when mm, you're sorry. going to. You, um, <laughs> you get, you receive a distress call because super Metroid takes place immediately after the events of Metroid two, when you discover an infant Metroid that takes a liking to you, you take it to a basin series, uh, you leave it, you immediately get a distress call and you play this mini level, um, where you go check up on your little baby Metroid, and surprise, surprise, Ridley's killed everyone, fucked everything up, and stolen that little baby Metroid. But they set up the stage, man. Like, there's this really cool... It sets the scene for the whole fucking game. And then you see these cool, like, cutscenes and stuff as you're zooming away as, like, the space station explodes and things like that. Yeah. Which you don't see a whole lot in in Super Nintendo-era games. You start to. You'll see, like, still screens with, like, some text and things like that. But I, I feel like... I feel like Super Metroid did it better, did it a little mm-hmm. different.
0: And th- there was the thing, that scene, that opening scene where you, you I mean, you shoot uh, Ridley, but it doesn't really matter. There's yeah. zero fighting. But that set the whole tone for me. That was the moment when I saw that, went through that scene that I was like, oh, this game isn't bullshit. This game is something like this is different. This is not, this isn't left to right. This is like it told a story within the game environment. Yeah um like a cohesive one it's that was when i knew that's when i was like excited during that scene very intro
1: yeah oh okay on the note of like bosses with like ridley and stuff like that i think mm-hmm. super metroid has really good bosses it does for this time they are interesting they are fun to fight they're also thematic like things happen when you fight the bosses, and you can fight them in different ways and stuff like that. Like, here's two great examples that I love. Like, whenever you fight a boss called Crocolmire, it was that red one with eight eyes that you have to push into the lava. Yes, him. Oh, reverse T Rex. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So you. He's fight- got long arms and little yes. legs. You got to yes. moonwalk him to his yes. death. And you fight Crocomire and things like that. Or things like that. You fight Crocomire and you push him off into the lava. And there's this death scene while
4: he's
5: screaming
1: yeah. and burning up. And you're like, holy shit.
4: Oh, yeah. When he's melting and you can see the bones yes. underneath. Yes. And then. And then.
1: Jump scare. He busts through the fucking wall as a, as a skeleton. Mm-hmm. And you're like, oh, shit. Not Before even he... that.
0: If What's you that? start running back, you can see bubbles in the water that tell you he's swimming under you. Oh, that's they can included you? Yes. They included Whoa. like little steamy bubbles. And I was like, hey, hey, that's him. And I followed him. I'm like, where's he going? And I, I like stopped walking and it kept moving. I'm like, no, no, that's him. And then I got to the spikes and that's when the bubbles like hit the spikes. He came up and popped out. And it's like, oh, my God, these guys like are dedicated to making an experience, a story.
3: I didn't it was great. Yeah, it. that's are cool. right.
4: Yeah, that's awesome attention to detail.
3: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
1: I'll also say I think Metroid has uh, really cool hidden mechanics. Yes. Uh, the game doesn't tell you you can wall jump, but you can fucking wall jump. Yeah, And you can do it well if you get good at it. Yep. I the found game, that out a little too late. But yes. Yep. <laughs> can... There's also a super jump when you can like, when you eventually get the super sprint. If you super sprint and then crouch, you get a super jump that shoots you all the way to the top of the level. Mm-hmm. Like there's
4: things like that you can just do in this game and you just yeah. find out about it. There's hey, the um the ball
0: bomb jumping. Yes. Yes. That was fun. Well, can I can I talk about like the mechanics real quick? Cause sure. Yeah. I mean we discussed the art, that's that's great. But the mechanics, one of the coolest things this game did is it makes you learn by example, which mm-hmm. I don't know any other game. You had all these abilities the whole time and you didn't know it. And one of the first ones you learn is the super jump. It's taught to you by a bird in yeah. the actual level. Yeah, it is. And so I was trying to chase this bird down, like, come here, little ostrich, I'm going to get you. And I notice he had the same like running effects that I had, and then I saw him do it. and I And I go, wait, are you trying to tell me something? And so I run with him, like we're running together, and then I see him crouch. And so I crouch with him, and I'm like... I could do that the entire time, and the game didn't take it away from me. They didn't gatekeep. They let me experience things. The wall jump, like you said. Um, There was another one. If you charge up your shot and then go into a ball, you drop multiple bombs. Yeah,
4: yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. There's so
0: much hidden stuff that the developers were like, just let them figure it out like reality. I mean, you figure stuff out in real life, figure it out in the game. They're so smart. I love them. I love the design. The mechanics are amazing in this game. You can mm-hmm. enable certain beams and disable certain beams and items yep. to create combinations. Yep. Combos. Mm. Like, they didn't have to do that. It's fucking awesome. Um,
4: well, There was, like, uh, one part where I was getting pretty frustrated, and it was, like, a... Uh oh man what was this part it was pretty early on but there's a a section where there's a higher section and a lower section and the top one it's kind of timed so if you're not moving quick enough you'll fall down to the bottom and once you're at the bottom you can only go certain a certain place like you can't go as far as you want to Mm -hmm. um and i i got really frustrated and i actually went online and i looked up like how do i go fast in metroid and i learned about the arm pumping technique did you learn about that
8: Oh, it's actually
4: your yeah it's used what. a lot in speed running it's it's the way you can boost before you get the boost,
0: oh okay,
4: um, so it's not as fast as like a true boost, but you pump your arm up and down and it makes you run a little bit faster, and you can get past a lot of those sections now, I guess I was supposed to wait until I got it, but it let me through, and it didn't really impact the gameplay at all, like um so i I think it's cool that they give you. Almost like a deus ex machina, sort, not deus ex machina, just deus ex, um, kind of how do you want to approach this based on the upgrades that you've gotten at this mm-hmm. point? And there's yeah. multiple ways to do the same thing.
0: Oh, And I fell in love with the bomb jumping um, yeah, where you curl into a ball fun. and yeah. pinball yourself up. Love that. Use that to hit a bunch of early uh, areas uh, yeah. that I wasn't supposed to. And I'm sure they knew about it. They could have patched it maybe. They didn't. They love it.
1: No, they, they spent a lot of time um perfecting the labyrinth that is Super yes. Metroid. And they I, I I do believe that they just kind of they 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 accounted for everything. Oh yeah. They and they made a game that won't break if you get to places early.
4: And the movement, the controls, they just felt good. so good, so yeah. polished. It was like I never once felt like I was you know, getting hit or losing because of the controls. Whereas when point. we played N64 games, that was, <laughs> Dude, that was yeah. rough.
1: And one last thing I want to say about Super Metroid is I really like uh, the pacing of powering up. I'm a big yes. fan. Like, I mean, you heard it in Mega Man. I'm a big fan of games where you start off weak and you get stronger and stronger and stronger throughout the game. And yep. Metroid does this really well, too. And the amount of power-ups
4: is fucking insane.
0: Holy shit, yeah. They're oh, yeah. everywhere. They're everywhere. You and... end up with, like, 120 missiles by the end. Missile mm-hmm. slots, basic.
4: Yeah, all that energy, all of the upgrades, all of the different types of weapons. And most of them, you don't even need to complete the game, but it rewards that exploration. It's crazy. By just handing these out like candy.
1: That's true. Yeah, absolutely. Like, you you don't have to, like, fully power up your your beam, you know, for instance, but you can if you look out for it but i love the fact that by the end of the game i could i mean basically fly right you had the um the screw attack and the space jump and you just flew around the stage like platforming was no longer an issue for you you were loaded like a small army you're screw attacking Mm -hmm. around the stage and flying around and stuff you have super bombs and super missiles and all sorts of stuff oh yeah and you roll in like a small army by the end of the game oh okay one last thing too one last (laughs) thing i'm sorry one last thing it's good <laughs> i loved the ending i loved it was very sim it was very cinematic and mm-hmm. I, I, i'm not going to spoil it but um there's actually a little good. bit of it's good there's actually a little bit of, of character development there yeah you, some you feel good moments there's some feel good moments the well, boss battle kind of <laughs> yeah i guess feel good then feel bad true and um like it ends at this the, the climax is crazy at the end of this game
8: mm-hmm. and then
1: again you run away
4: everything explodes in super metroid so you run away yeah. everything
1: explodes again but
4: um oh speaking of everything exploding um it does turn out that this one also you can save the animals they did that in previous metroids and they kept it going for super so Nice. If you're a save the animal type person, there's a when you're leaving. So at the very, very end, at the climax, when you're leaving and everything's exploding, if you take a, a little pathway on your way out, you can actually save like uh, un uncage, I guess, a bunch of animals. And when you fly out on your ship and the entire world explodes, you see the animals kind of fly off in the distance. Oh.
0: So oh, that's, cool. that's like so and it's the, the save the animals ending. But that means you do get the option to murder them. If, well, not save, not them, save sure. them. Yeah. Well, you can go and like stare at them and then walk away without helping them.
4: You definitely could do that.
0: See, that's awesome. I love that they give you options. <laughs>
4: um, and then I guess my last point here uh, is I really, really liked the fact that they had a mini yes, map.
0: Yes, and a regular was map.
4: God. And you could unlock all of the map. So, like, yes. you go to like this little thing, put your arm in, you unlock the map. That and map and you can was see my where you Jesus. That is just genius. I love. Maps. Games like this need a map. Yes, absolutely. absolutely
0: need a map. All right, all right. So much good. Piled on, caked on. It's like icing. Let's talk about the bad. Um, Jake, tear it to shreds. Ooh, I get to start off. Okay. Yeah. So
1: uh, this game can be frustrating as fuck sometimes. Mm-hmm. Excuse my language. But this game can be absolutely frustrating. And I've played it more than once. And I still have to look things up. To progress through things. And when I call it a labyrinth, I don't take that lightly. This game is a labyrinth, even Mm -hmm. with your map. And more so, not only is it uh, sometimes very confusing to traverse areas, some paths are hidden and just completely... Covered up. You have to guess. You have to go into room after room and bomb and
4: missile fucking everything to find paths through rooms. Right, because some will open by bombs, some will open by missiles. Yes, and some are completely
1: hidden. Some are just completely hidden. Mm -hmm. You just have to jump at the wall and hope. So, this is very much a game of okay, I'm in this room. Let's shoot everything. Let's jump around. Let's try to find the hidden entrance in everything. Now, this can be remediated by a special power up. Uh, Which is the scanner and it it reveals all things Mm -hmm. hidden, but you don't get that for a long time. Yeah. Yeah. That's not something that's not an early game item. That's after you beat your head against the wall over and over and over to get to that point. So, Super Metroid can be a very frustrating experience, especially if you're not willing to look up what to do next. Right.
0: Metroid might be the progenitor of the how the fuck was I supposed to know that type of design.
1: (laughs) Like,
0: You know, that's, that's
1: what I hear a lot of people complain about. That's 100% fair for Super Metroid.
4: Yeah, they were, and they tried, I mean, to be fair, they tried to teach you certain things. Like there was some areas where you had to go and you had to bomb um, as a ball to get through certain spots. And when you bombed, it popped you up into a hidden compartment and you're like, oh, okay. So now I know there's all these hidden compartments everywhere. And it's like, do I want to spend the time looking for them? No, I don't. Nope. I don't want to do it. Um Yeah, I I completely agree. There's just
0: too, too many secrets. And I can tell you that a few times, and I felt dirty and guilty for using the walkthrough, but I was like, I gotta, I gotta get through this game. I gotta do it. And I don't know what I'm doing. And I looked up the walkthroughs and I'm looking at this guy. I'm like, dude, I don't know where the fuck you are. I don't know what you're doing. Not even watching a YouTube video on this. I was like... I I don't know what's going on dude open your map so I can see where you are like Mm -hmm. I was lost with help with guides (laughs) with a map online open in a PDF and I was still like what the fuck am I doing where am I going how do I do that technique It was a technique where you do the run hit down to charge and instead of jumping up you can jump left. You can, yeah, you can
1: dash
4: too, yeah.
0: I could not figure out how to do that. I don't know the mechanism that triggered that. I could mm-hmm. never get it to happen.
4: Yeah, I wasn't able to either. And when I looked it, up a bunch of speedruns, like, they use that pretty heavily they use to like, traverse long stretches. So they could go from like one end of a, of a section to another just by doing that. And it was just unbelievable. And I was like, I don't even
0: know where to start with that. Yeah, so my beef here could be that it's a bit... Um, they fucking leave you out to the sharks. They're like they they really just kinda throw you in it. And for some people yep. that detracts. They don't they won't like it. Some of you will hate it because of that and won't give it a chance.
1: Yeah, that's absolutely true. They really did take it to heart that you are in an alien environment and fucking good luck, buddy. They they, they, I, they really go there.
0: And I'll tack on, um, because I mentioned earlier the movement. I did have a small hiccup with what JB was saying. uh, The movement wasn't perfect. Uh, Your spin jumps, I had a beef that your main just up jump had no inertia. You could jump up and move yourself left and right. And if you let go of the stick, your guy comes to a stop. But the rolling jump, they will continue in the direction regardless of whether or not you hold left or not.
6: And right, it's kind of
0: momentum. a crap shoot whether or not you jump up or jump with a spin sometimes based on your jump. So, half the time, I could be thinking that I'm going to continue momentum and I don't. And so, I fall into the lava. And I don't know why they did that. I don't know why one type of jump has momentum and the other has like zero G, no momentum. Oh, or not zero G, It's That just makes the, no sense.
1: It's the speed, right? It's, the, it's how fast you're going determines the kind of jump, though, right?
0: Not necessarily. No. Really? Yeah. It, it's a little weird. It's not insanely consistent it's a little bit but not i so, think it's the difference between like a jump and then a diagonal
4: jump yeah um, yeah it's a, like i could i got it to do like the spin jump just standing still
0: yeah see that was hard i i felt like you needed five frames of run-up to make it happen and if you yeah. didn't have five frames it wouldn't do it mm-hmm. and so I mean, it maybe that's true
4: I, I didn't actually test it But I I feel like when I was doing with some of those platformers where you have to go all the way from the bottom to the top yeah, um, and those aliens are on the side, I feel like I was doing,
0: you know, half spin jumps, half regular jumps. It didn't really affect me, though. And it fucks up the charge shot. When you're doing your spin jump, it can mess up the timing of releasing your charge shot. Mm.
1: Yeah, because if you go into a spin while you're charging, you'll instead get some sort of, like, glowy shield. You can jump into an enemy and hurt them with it.
4: Mm -hmm. But you don't get
1: your actual, like, charge shot anymore.
4: Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of enemies, I think this is the, I mean, this is my big hitter. The thing that bugged me the most was I felt like I was throwing paper planes at people. Really? Like, I just felt so weak, especially bosses. Like, they were straight up bullet sponges. Like, there's bosses in there. I mean, especially near the end that take minutes like straight up minutes of constantly doing these mechanics over and over and over okay, uh, to kill them. And I yeah. felt like, you know, no matter what weapons I use, like I would run out of rockets. They would still be alive. I'd shoot them a million times. They'd still be alive. And I'd just be sitting there thinking like, how many times do I need to shoot this thing for it to die? And even some of like the, I, I guess they would be considered mini bosses. I called them trick or treaters because they, <laughs> they're the things that give you the power ups, but then they turn into enemies you have to fight. Oh, they're, okay. they're called, instead of Chozos, they're called uh, Torizos, I think. Of All course. Right. So the <laughs> trick-or-treaters, <laughs> like, they were bullet sponges, too. And I was just, like, constantly, I had to do their mechanics for what felt like so long.
0: And I just hated yeah.
4: it. And I the, just hated it.
0: The super missiles didn't feel like they did any additional damage. Like, I right. could chuck my entire inventory of missiles, and then I'd just end up shooting simple beams at them. So I was like, hmm.
4: Yeah, I'd be doing charge shots, triple everything. shots, the mm-hmm. wave, ice shot. I did like the ice shots, oh, yeah. but Love um, ice you know, that was really good. Once I got that, I felt a little bit better. But I, everything just took so long to kill other than just the basic enemy.
1: Yeah, that is pretty fair. I mean, I know specifically the boss I had the most trouble with was Ridley because he is a challenging boss. Mm-hmm. And he took well over 120 missiles to kill yeesh yep. like I, Ridley I is the I, um red eyes black dragon yes i collected <laughs> a lot of missiles i think <laughs> i think by the end of my run i had uh between 130 and 150 something like that mm-hmm. and um he everyone to the face <laughs> and he, he still didn't go down i had to like shard shot up a couple times to kill
0: him okay well i mean is that all the bad we got no no, I, I got I got some more bad. Um, <laughs> okay.
4: So we talked about getting lost and, and I don't think we really, really hit on that because it's not just getting lost. It's getting trapped in some circumstances. I mean, there's so many times where I would be in a room and I would go into it. I would complete it. I'd move forward. Can't go anywhere. Move back can't go anywhere. Mm, And I'm traveling back and forth between these two points being like, what am I missing? Where am I supposed to go? Only to find that you have to do this perfect, like jump into ball move to land in this little tiny hole where you can make your way up to this other section, which (laughs) why did I even have to do that? Mm -hmm. I just came in through this door. Why did it lock behind me? Like this makes no sense. Um, or like I mentioned with the, you know, the double level area, there's like five different places you can go from there, but they're all hidden. Mm-hmm. You have to know secret techniques or you have to get certain power ups. Um, otherwise, you're just stuck. And I, I did not use a walk walkthrough unless I got super, super stuck. Um, but there's multiple times where I, I was like, okay, what do I do now? I look at the walkthrough and I'm like, there is no way. In a million years, I would have ever guessed to do that thing or go through this section. I already went through that section. I completed it. It's yellow on my map. I'm good, um, but no, you have to go through that or green on your map. I don't remember what color it goes.
1: Um, it fills in blue as you've been there. Anything
4: blue? Okay. Um, yeah. So there, it's just like what, what, what? I, I don't. It just, it pissed me off. Yeah. There's multiple occasions where it will do that, and I, even though I
1: played it before. If I had to sit down and play it again, I still couldn't tell you how I get through uh the water level, Meridia. I have no idea mm. how I got through Meridia. Any even with a walkthrough. I couldn't yeah. I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it by myself.
4: That's where you fight the uh the shrimp boy. Yeah. Yeah. Um Oh yeah, yeah. That's another thing that I didn't like, which I think is a huge selling point for this game. Specifically, and maybe most Metroids, I don't know if they continue this, you have different pathways you can take. So you can fight the bosses in any order you want. Um, And we saw this in quite a few other retro games, like Mega Man does it to an extent, but um, what was the one... Uh where, maybe it was Mega Man, Duck where deals. you have to beat certain bosses in order to get the power up to beat other bosses. That's Mega and Man. If you, Mega Man. Mega Man, yeah. And if you go in order, you're going to have a bad time. Well, I just I just went. Like, there's no order. I didn't know anything about this game going into it. I was just going along, exploring. Hey, look, a boss. And I fight it, and it's really hard, or maybe it's really easy. But when I finally looked up, like, the speed runs of it, there's... All sorts of things where they're like, oh, you don't want to go this way. You don't want to fight this boss first because, you know, it's just going to take forever. It's not a fun time. What you want to do is this specific order, Um, you know, like fight the the green belly button shooter. Crade. Yeah. And then you fight the I don't remember the order uh reverse T-Rex. Oh, come on. Shrimp monster. <laughs> Dragon. What? And then Red-Eyes Black Dragon. Ridley.
0: Ridley. <laughs> and then
4: uh, Spiky Head Meatball. Mother, Mother Brain. Brain? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's the one.
1: Okay, so I think there is actually a natural progression. I think that's, that's speedrun hacks because yep. there's a natural progression to this game because abilities are gated behind bosses and you shouldn't naturally be able to get to other areas of the game until you get that ability.
4: Yeah, that's that's fair. But I also (laughs) got into like this weird situation because I would get stuck. I'd look up the walkthrough for the area I was in. They're like, oh, you need to do this thing to get to this spot. So I get there. So now I don't know. Is that where I'm supposed to be? Is there something easier I missed?
0: I noticed all the walkthroughs take you in the unintended paths they take you the easiest way and not the way intended i did notice that they cheese you into areas like get this first it'll make the game easier i was like but how am i supposed to do it
4: right i saw that too and finally i think the last thing and it's more of just a, a feel of this game and it'll you'll you'll hear me talk about this with castlevania as well is that you know, I really, really forced myself to play these games to completion, beat them, save the world, you know, that that whole thing. Mm-hmm. And I regret it so much because I hit a wall probably halfway to three quarters of the way through with both of these games. Um, and forcing myself through it made me hate the things I liked.
3: Oh. Yeah. Which
4: was a very... It, it felt bad because by the time I beat these games, I just you know i turned it off and i'm like i will never like yeah honestly i i might never play a metroid or castlevania again
0: damn damn yeah, dog it was
4: it was rough it was rage inducing anyway so that's uh that's my my experience with metroid great game <laughs> i ruined it for myself
1: <laughs> i guess so cuz i i don't share that opinion man i i like i like metroid games quite a bit um All right, so that was enough bad about Super Metroid. Leave this poor baby alone, JB. Let's go ahead and talk about what matters. Why does Super Metroid deserve the title of great old one of Metroidvanias? I'm going to go ahead and go first. Super Metroid deserves this title tonight because of its influence on later Metroid games. Super Metroid is hailed as one of the best games in the Metroid series and some of the best games of all time. Everything that is in Super Metroid inspires the rest of the series. This is the game that really pushed the envelope and developed more characterization with Samus, with Ridley, with Kraid, Space Pirates, I mean, etc. The whole cast of characters was really developed in Super Metroid. And this game was a technical masterpiece for its time. It's impressive all around and very influential to its series.
0: I'm going to say that this game should win the title of Great Old Ones of Metroidvania because it's perfect in that middle spectrum of the series. It's not old enough that the graphics are bad and that you can only shoot in a single direction, and it's not new enough that I that I hate it and it's modern. It's It's nostalgic and great on graphics and perfect. It's right in that good middle ground. And I think it has barely any flaws. It's 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 complex enough, but yet it's simple enough. I think it's the perfect example of what Metroid can be. And so I think it, this is the greatest old one of the Metroidvanias. Metroids. Metrovanias. That's my thought.
4: <laughs> I think Super Metroid set out to achieve a specific goal. And I think it didn't just achieve it. It went above and beyond what it was trying to do. Hmm. Um, and I think it is probably the best example Of what games, what what game making should be? Just because I don't necessarily like the genre, and I I forced myself into playing it um, past when I probably should have. That I I, want to stay objective here and say this is a great game on all fronts, and uh, everybody should definitely play it. It is great. It is old. It is one.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Technically, it's the it's the third one.
4: Well, it is it is one game. (laughs) Fair enough. All right.
1: So that was Super Metroid, one of the most bestest, beautifulest games of all time. But you will bang your head against a fucking wall trying to get through it sometimes.
0: Mm -hmm. Speaking of walls, how do we get out of here? I don't know. Maybe there's a secret lever we didn't pull. Whoa, dude, look, 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 it's opening. What'd you do? Nothing. I didn't do anything. Maybe mentioning the secret
4: lever is the secret lever. What? (laughs)
3: Ha ha! Surprise, bitches! It's I, Inquisitor Harold! What the hell?
0: Inquisitor Harold?
4: Yeah, I was not expecting that.
3: Nobody expects a surprise Inquisitor. <laughs> and thus, I have got you wandering about the company catacombs with your paltry level 3 security clearances when everyone knows full well subterranean labyrinth access requires a minimum level 7 clearance. <laughs> what a devilishly delicious violation of corporate safety and standards. Oh, so much paperwork. So many consequences. I simply cannot wait. You three shall accompany me to HR Forthright, where you will spend the next several hours being severely (laughs) and mercilessly (laughs) written up.
4: Oh, is it weird that I'm a little let down? Yeah, not as bad as I thought, actually. Whoa, whoa, wait. What about the mission, guys? Save the torque, save the world? Oh. Right, I'll handle this. Inquisitor, let me ask you something.
2: Could you just let us slide, maybe, just like one time? (sighs) Hmm?
3: Hmm. No. Please. Absolutely not. Rules are rules, you know.
4: Uh, I'm all out of ideas, guys.
3: All right.
1: That's it. Damn you. Damn the rules, dude. We're going through. Just try and fucking stop us. This is crazy.
3: Hmm. Very well. Hi-ya! Hey, what the hell? Unfreeze him. Speaking ill of the regulations, I shall not stand for such blasphemy. He has been suspended until arbitration can be reached. Dude, not cool. You let him go or else. Hmm, or else you say? Is it possible you are trying to invoke the office code of combat, demanding your right to remediation by alternative trial?
4: Uh, yes, that's right. I demand, uh, whatever you just said.
3: Oh, how serendipitously satisfactory. I'd hoped you'd say that. This shall allow me to finally indulge my insistent inner sphinx and challenge you, Rabble, to a rousing round of Game Corp Trivia! If you best my inquisitorial provocations, I shall permit you leave. you? Uh,
0: what now? Well, I didn't know
4: at least ten of those words, but I'm pretty sure you said trivia. Deal.
3: Oh, splendid, splendid. You know the rules. Let me hear your buzzers. I hear this lame brain in the prison here does that all the time. I want to hear the sounds you make when you ring in.
0: I'm going with...
4: And I will go with...
3: How delightful. Okay, hands on your buzzers.
4: I'm ready. <laughs> Sorry, my finger slipped.
3: <clears throat> in this round of trivia, you shall be answering questions about the show itself. That's right, game called trivia <laughs> is quite literal. I hope you've been paying attention to the show you've made in the last year.
0: Oh, this will be easy.
3: Question. Uh... <laughs> you say that? <laughs> Question number one. In episode two, you called children crotch goblins and then besmirched the company goth that walks around with chalices and looks all moody. What is his name?
0: That particular individual is named Vlad.
3: Oh, how unfortunately correct. One point for cowboy, one point for your lives. Oh, your jobs. I don't know. Anyway. Question. Number two, in episode three, we catch a glimpse of our magnificent boss haggling with a client named Jim about rigging game reviews. What was the game Jim was trying to boost the review score of?
0: I wasn't there for that. What? JB. <laughs> yes, I
4: totally remember. Time's you edited
6: that game.
4: Wait, game. Wait, it was a, it was a fish. It was a fish. <laughs>
0: what was it?
4: Oh, uh, oh, it was like a um, math fish, big, big mouth fish bass. Rant, uh, math rant. games for kids.
0: I, <laughs> I'm wearing.
3: I heard a buzzer. Oh, this is delightful. Yes, yes what uh, is it?
0: Billy the Bass's Fun Math Games.
3: You know that's incorrect. No, oh, I don't. no! <laughs> oh, it's close one enough. One question down. One question no. told you Doom. The correct Wait. answer is learning math with Bobby the Bass. Oh, Bobby! No, so close. Oh, so close. <laughs> no. <laughs> question the next, because I can't keep track. In episode <laughs> 10, profits needed to increase on the Double. In order to reach peak efficiency in the office, Luke, champion of IT, was ordered to throw out your lumpy old office chairs and replace them with what?
0: JB.
4: Um.
3: You were there. <laughs>
4: you're
0: all about gamer chairs, dude. Group. <laughs>
4: uh, it was. It was like um. It was like bicycle chairs where they pedal, and it creates electricity that is
3: quite correct i'm so glad you remembered what chair you sat in that one time that would be weird if you didn't that would be (laughs) weird oh yeah i remember it was such a
0: rough seat to sit on and the pedals were like weird yeah very tiny pedals very tiny pedals hey we're doing pretty good
3: This is very exciting. All right, question the next. In episode seven, you exercise your rights via the office code of combat and challenge a team of youths half your literal age to literal fight in the literal office. (laughs) One delightful casualty of the aforementioned fight had possession of the YouTuber's drugs. What was his name?
0: Oh, oh, what's his name? He had the Zans.
3: What is his name? His name
0: was uh. Okay, it rhymed. It rhymed. Uh, does it? Wait, no. No, no. Does it not? I got it. Boop. Uh, what's my buzzer? <laughs> <laughs> got it. That was little deal-y, yo. Oh, little oh, Dealy!
3: Oh, yeah. <laughs> the score 3 to 1. I can't believe you remember things. Yes, that man's got my zans. Yeah. <laughs> little <deal-y>, yo. <laughs> Next question. Oh. In episode fourteen, you interview a knight before his hilariously tragic failing at the hands of the boss. What video game did he declare fondness of?
0: Oh, the yeah, the the tournament knight dude, the the hero, Sir Garfield or Gerwin or what was Graven Gorge? Graven
4: Gorge. Good night, okay.
3: Sir Garen of Graven Gorge.
0: So he liked a game. What games did we play that episode?
3: Wah. Yes, cowboy.
0: He liked Minecraft.
3: Oh my gosh! Another one correct. I didn't yeah, expect you to do so he well. Did
0: it. <laughs> oh, Question. who likes Minecraft, dude? I swear to God, this this place <gasps> burns memories and like their trauma. I don't know why. <laughs> Just like embeds memories in me.
3: Question. The next, as we all know, Terry has a penchant for topical and elaborate adornments. Can you name the voluptuous war maiden Terry dressed up as in episode six? ship.
0: Mm. It was a ship. Was JB, a ship. help me.
4: Um, I can't.
0: <laughs> you got. You gotta do some of these. Um. Okay, he was. Uh. Where. I only get one guess? Of course you only get one
3: guess. (laughs) He was... He was...
0: He was Norfolk.
3: How? Devishly incorrect. Of course he was not Norfolk. It wasn't even the right game. He was Linda. No. From Kiss of War. He was
4: Linda? He was Linda. He was
3: Linda from Kiss of War. Oh, no. (laughs) He totally was. He looked amazing at that. How could you forget? <laughs> because I've I of my memory. It. All right. Okay. Oh, no. Final question. <laughs> oh, I'm so excited. Final question, podcasters. In episode 17, you interviewed an amateur mycologist and cryptozoologist oh, yeah. that oh, this yeah. numbskull Jake over here found on Craigslist. Oh, I always sound like the boss, numbskulls. <laughs> what <laughs> was that sweaty man's name? Oh, fuck.
5: Dr. <laughs>
0: shit what was his name his name was uh his name was do you have anything anything at all mushroom he was a mycologist all right all right all right where his name was craig
3: yeah i'm gonna let you go again because you know that's not his name
0: <laughs> oh no! I thought it was. Um, shit. <laughs> JB, get in there. I have no idea. Un- look at <laughs> I have I'm hypnotizing. Clue. Look at this. Look at it rock back and forth. You're back in that room. You're sitting across from that weird, creepy dude yeah. who kept pulling Oddly his shirt sexual. up. He got weird, and he said his name. Yes, I'm. I'm the Macologist. Uh, you can call me Macaulay Culkin.
3: Fuck you! <laughs> God damn it! <laughs> oh how predictable. Of course that was incorrect. How could you mispronounce uh, the name of Professor Hubert von Bonbon?
6: Oh, no, that <laughs> was his
0: name.
4: No. I would have, if you trapped me down here for a thousand years, I would have never gotten that name. Herbert Hubert von Bonbon? Bon bon?
3: Yes, that was Herbert his name. Von Bonbon. Bon, <laughs> amateur mycologist and cryptozoologist extraordinaire who helped you out of that poo Dickaboom. I'm
4: pretty sure he's not a real person. Like, I think that's just some dude that signed up for the Craigslist I'm ad. I'm
3: pretty sure you paid him $100 we did, to come we did. And yeah. help out. Anyway, anyway, tallying the final scores, oh... Oh, how predictable. (laughs) Yes, it is often the most uninformed who break the most rules. You got many right, and I am so proud of you, but you did not get them all right. Mm. What? Oh, no. Wait, we had to get them all right? Am I bending the rules like Darth Vader? (laughs) I think I am. Pity. That's not fair. Well, boys, our parley is complete, and as I am verily victorious, you shall be marching back the way you came to submit yourselves to HR for a quite... Rigorous write-up process, <laughs> it will be Come so on. gratifying see. to see crude signature oh. after Signature scrawled out oh. on those beautiful, flawless <laughs> corrective action forms. <laughs> <I'm> just, <old. laughs> just thinking about it makes... Ah! <laughs> <coughs>
1: Fuck, it stinks in there. Oh, holy shit, I'm free. What happened? Caught him monologuing. <laughs> Classic. Wow, nice man! But like, what you do? He's a—he's uh, not moving. He's not the.
0: Oh no 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 no! So what happened was, is I came up with the idea to reverse the polarity on that weird device thing he was using, therefore uh-huh. freeing you and freezing him in the process. Whoa! I mean, cool. Yeah. Well, it's... but then when I looked through my bag for something that could do something like that, uh-huh. all I found was this hammer, you know, uh-huh. and you know me and this thing. <laughs> uh-huh. Punk, <laughs> Got him. Ah, that's awesome.
4: Oh, that's aggravated assault.
0: Yeah, this place kind of does have me out of touch with reality. But hey, it all worked out. Yep, what's done is done.
4: You guys ready to get out of here and talk about our next contender, Super Castlevania 4? Definitely
1: would like to leave the scene of the crime, yeah. Uh, Take it away, cowboy. Okay.
0: Our second contender in tonight's matchup is Super Castlevania IV, developed by Konami for the Super Nintendo and released in 1991 alongside such hits as Lemmings. Okay, fine Legend of Zelda, Sonic the Hedgehog, Battletoads, and best of all, Toe Jam and Earl. Papa loves ya. Castlevania 4 can also be found on the Virtual Console for the Wii and Wii U and can be played on the Switch through the Castlevania Anniversary Collection. This is a candle-smacking, bone-cracking, neck-nibbling, whip-jiggling action-platformer legend that takes you once again to Transylvania and up against that big fucking nerd that is Dracula so you can hit that whip and tell him, Nay, nay, you shan't be rising again today, day. In this game, you'll play as Simon Belmont of the vampire-ass-kicking Belmont bloodline who must traverse the wild forests, malicious manners, and treacherous towers to contend with dancing specters, big-ass bats, and Mr. I-don't-care-for-garlic himself, Dracula. For most of this game, you'll be smacking every stone wall and candelabrum in sight, which will most notoriously drop small hearts as ammo for your deadly special weapons because they're powered by love or some shit. I don't know. And each level is stacked with trick floors, hidden spikes, floating platforms, and tons of small staircases. Like an insane amount. Like, we get it, guys. You like stairs and candles. And it's not even mentioning the wall chickens. Yeah, you heard me right. Chicken. In the walls. Cause steak would have been too on point. Ah- hey yo! <laughs> All right, my teen
1: vampire-slaying heartthrobs, let's talk (laughs) about Castlevania IV and shake off whatever the fuck that just was as we walk away from that. Those not familiar with the Castlevania series, uh, its first four-ish games, most of them except for number two, and we don't talk about that one. Uh, It's an action platformer. You progress through level after level, jumping over and bashing enemies. The cool kind of thing about Castlevania is you do it with a whip. And in this one especially... You could swing it in eight directions, so you can swing your whip around and then just twirl it around like a jump rope on a playground, right? Plus, lots of really cool side weapons that might just be more powerful than your primary. But let's go ahead and start with what's good about Castlevania Four. I lost that rock that we flipped, so JB, why don't you go first?
4: Yeah, and I'm gonna I'm gonna take like the low hanging fruit here and say the whip mm-hmm. is just one of the best weapons of all games ever. Like, this thing is so iconic that I had never played a Castlevania up until this point, and I knew what I was getting into with the whip. And the first thing I did was throw that bad boy out there and shake it up and down and shimmy (laughs) it and and wiggle it around. (laughs) And it's so much fun. And just, like, spin it in circles. And the, the things that you could do with the whip, it was so... It was such a versatile weapon that like you could you could, of course, whip it at people and kill them, um, but you could get power ups to it. Right. So you pick Mm up like uh, candelabras and then it turns metal and then you pick up another one. It does slightly more damage. Um, So you would whip people and it would do a ton of damage. It gets longer, too. It's fine. Yeah. 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 Um, But at the same time, like if you spin it in circles, you could destroy projectiles, you could block things, you could, you know. It it was just such a versatile weapon. Oh, you could uh, swing like a grappling hook yeah. over you mm-hmm, know mm-hmm. gaps and things like that. So it was just such a such a good weapon, such an iconic weapon. And I think without it, Castlevania would not be what it is today.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. that thing's like better than Simon Belmont himself. Like the whip is the hero. Simon is like the tag along. That's he's the that's, vessel. That, he's is
1: the vessel the, for the
0: whip. He's a means to an end. Yeah, in my mind. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I absolutely agree with the whip, man. And, like, with the projectiles, so, like, a lot of the enemies will shoot little fireballs and stuff like that. And if you just, if you whip it, you can destroy them. But if you hold the attack button, it drops down, and then you can just
0: kind of, like, wiggle it in front of you and just kind of flick it and just uh,
1: take care of all those fireballs and stuff like that.
0: Or if you just hold, like, the top right corner, it'll just put it right out in front of you, like you're holding up a shield. It's perfect.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. Speaking of the weapons, also, Castlevania is really known for iconic side weapons. So... You know, in proper theme to the whole game, you're traversing this castle to fight Dracula. A lot of your weapons are (laughs) vampire related. You have um, holy water. You have, well, like axes, knives. You used to have stakes. One of the games you got a stake. But it's like, just like side weapons that you throw. They're projectiles, axes, knives... Uh help me out here. There's one that can slow down time. There's they, a, like a rosary that you can collect that kills everything on screen. Yeah. And most importantly, the boomerang. The boomerang is so powerful. Did you guys play with the boomerang on your playthrough? Yeah, that thing does yeah. work. Yeah. That thing is it an works. actual boomerang? Shit. It's called the boomerang. I thought it was
4: like a chakram or something. It's, so it's, it's called it's
1: called a boomerang in the um uh like in the in the item inventories, whenever you like look it up. They they label oh, okay. it as a boomerang.
0: I thought it was a cross. That he threw and just happens
1: yeah. to come back. I think it was supposed to be, like in the original. Cause, it's uh, a boomerang made out of a
4: cross, which yeah. would make sense because then it destroys the unholy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And because Jesus
0: came back. So right. that was kind of like a boomerang in itself.
1: Right, right, right. <laughs> 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 so... <laughs> uh, what's interesting about Castlevania also, like speaking of the cross slash boomerang, things like that, it was one of the games in the 90s that was subject to a lot of uh, uh, censoring. It was censored really? quite a bit. Yeah. I looked at a comparison between the Japanese in the proper Japanese style and the American style. They removed all um, imagery of crosses, anything religious figures. They dressed up statues that were a little bit naked. They, wow. They... Yeah. One of the big ones, too, is there's a surprising lack of blood in a game about vampires, right?
4: Yeah. yeah. Not
1: in the Japanese one. In those levels, like in the sewer levels with all the green, goopy water that you jump over and stuff, it's supposed to be blood. Oh, That was supposed to be a giant blood mm -hmm. river. And in the Japanese game, it looks so cool. It looks so cool.
4: It kind of makes sense when you look at like if you were really remember games from the nineties, um, yeah. there was a lot of like you had to put in codes to get blood, you know, like the Like in Mortal in the, Kombat and stuff. Yeah. yeah. So I think they were very, very like what's what's the word here? Censored or or whatever you want to call censor it. Censor happy. yeah,
1: that yeah, was but, that was the that was the censorship crusade of the nineties, man. With yeah. Yeah. new with new censoring standards, with protect the, the kids, f- video games cause violence, all that shit
4: right and what i find so shocking about that is that i would expect things like blood and gore and nudity to be censored because it's a very i, I don't want to like put anybody out but it was a very like religious era for video games like the the religious sect had a lot of power over what was shown in media mm-hmm. and the fact that they censored like crosses weird, really right? surprises me
1: yeah. weird right they were always it was only supposed to like in, in Castlevania, crosses would be a symbol of power. Right? If he was throwing a cross to kill demons and shit, that's empowering, I would think.
4: But yeah, I would think so too. Like they should show everything and be like, "Yeah,
0: destroy those demon you, worshippers." You know what's funny is I had an experience like that where I was talking to like a uh, a fellow uh, friend coworker, and I mentioned Doom to the guy, mm-hmm. and he said, "Oh no, that game's too demonic. It, it's I would never play it." it's 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 pro demons and i'm like have you doom is pro demons <laughs> <laughs> it is anti it it's is very the most much anti-demon. anti-demon thing that has ever existed i mean he was a very religious man and i'm like you should love this game yeah you, you should a-
1: play super jesus and you kill yeah. all the demons
0: <laughs> if i gave this to jesus jesus would be like this is oh this is good this is amazing <laughs> I would be like, this. fuck yeah.
6: Hell yeah, <laughs> this is so
0: accurate. He'd be doing speed runs of it. He'd love it. <laughs> That's a weird tangent. <laughs> what else is good with this
1: game? Uh, I'm going to say, okay, so I don't know if you guys are going to put this in the good or bad. Okay. <sighs> okay, so I don't want to say level design, but I do want to say level themes. Okay. I think the themes of the levels in Castlevania IV... Are super cool. They mm-hmm. really push the Super Nintendo to its limits sometimes, because uh, we're used to, the Super Nintendo. We're used to just you know flat 2D side scroller games or top down JRPGs. Like there's there's really no in between. Uh, Star Fox wowed us a little bit, but you don't see a lot of that but you get to see it in Castlevania 4. You get to they, they they use a lot of really cool parallax for moving backgrounds. There's rooms that move around. There's the one trick room that literally rocks back and forth. You're in like this, I don't know, a big like how do you even like a cylinder? You're in a cylinder yeah. and and the oh. uh, background rocks back and forth to give this cool 3D effect while you're trying to get through this level and stuff and swinging on giant chandeliers, all sorts of stuff. They mm-hmm. did a lot of really cool tricks in their levels. That was a lot of really cool eye candy for this time. Right, I was and, impressed multiple times.
0: And, yep. and not even the the gimmick, like, Mode 7 stuff. And not to say gimmick bad, like, the, the, the technical cool-looking things, but also the basic backgrounds, the, the sprites, and the choices the to decorate the like levels. It. Yeah, I have to admit, the themes are really cool and really well done. I liked them. They put you in the mood. To be a vampire slaying mofugger.
1: Yeah. So this game released like three years before Super Metroid. And mm-hmm. I have a hard time sometimes thinking which game really looks better sometimes. I know I know Super Metroid is a more immersive world. But when I'm comparing sprite art to sprite art. yeah. Sometimes I was sitting there going, damn, this game looks good.
0: And you, you have to admit, compared to Metroid, Metroid seems a little lazy because a, a lot of its backgrounds are very simplistic and boring and just like the same cave uh, tile over and over, mm-hmm. where in this game they got a lot going on. They got dudes hanging out windows. They got chandeliers moving. Uh, they got vines crawling up the gate. Yeah. Um. Mm-hmm. Y- you have to give it for a game that came before the, uh you know, three years earlier and outdid it on its chipset and its sprites hell yeah yeah there's
4: because with games of this generation there is a serious trade-off like Mm -hmm. nowadays right you can make an 80 gig game and people are like yeah whatever and then you can max out all the sliders right yeah max out the immersive world max out the storytelling max out the voice acting you could do all that stuff and just have a really really big game and it's fine um but back then you had a very very limited um you know storage space on Mm -hmm. on the nes snes i guess for this one um so you didn't you couldn't do everything you had to pick something to specialize in and then you could yeah. bring other things in to kind of supplement that mm-hmm. and i think metroid went very hard in the you know overall world and the overall aesthetic but right. where castlevania shines is the the detail yeah. right the individual little pieces all of the pieces that make up the shape of the whole, but the whole kind of suffers for that right it doesn't feel as much like a cohesive world but it's okay because i mean look at those sprites look at that detail look at the weapons look at all that kind of stuff um and you see that in the gameplay too like where they focus the extensive um you know where where they put the depth in the game is completely different between these two Mm -hmm. yeah
1: absolutely i would (sighs) when thinking about these two games i i kind of got the feeling that castlevania 4 and all the Castlevania is really, it's all about, and I hate to take your tagline, the fun factor, right? They were like, what's fun? What's a visual spectacle? What gets gamers going? Heck yeah, this is fun. This is cool. Because I think the team at Konami, which they did not suffer any, uh, that threatened cancellations, drawbacks, budget cuts, anything like that through the development of Castlevania four, it was like, I mean, I want to kind of say, kind of sound like a party. They were just like, fuck yeah. Castlevania. Look at this cool thing. Yeah. Oh, cool. Dragons. Woo. Like they had a lot of fun making this game. And in a way it shows like the, the, the level themes are cool. The weapons are cool. The side weapons are cool. It's spooky.
4: Ookie dookie.
1: Oh, and not to mention the music. I fucking love the music in Castlevania Four. Yeah, Super Metroid went for, like you said, a, a movie soundtrack. It's it's moody. Mm-hmm. It's, it's it's awesome. Like it sets that tone. But Castlevania Four is like a fucking party. I was listening mm-hmm. to yeah. the soundtrack, the Castlevania Four, several times uh, while we were while we were just playing. Like while I was driving in my car and stuff. And like it has like it's got some bangers, dude. <laughs> yeah, some of these yeah. some of these songs are so cool.
4: I mean, the overall. I want to talk about the soundtrack just a little bit. Sorry for cutting you off. But, you know, as somebody who plays the piano fairly regularly, like I have one in my office, I play it, you know, a few times a week. Um, I love classical music. I, I listen to a lot of classical music on YouTube and I love Baroque music. And, and they're so, I mean, these songs were. They were vibing, man. And like you could feel like the the inspirations from like Baroque composers in the music, which was just it was mind blowing to me, honestly, because I was like, this could be a song that was played in the Baroque era. I mean, of course, they have some some different effects and maybe a little bit of a drum backtrack, which you wouldn't have. Right. Um, But it was it had that feel of like i am in uh transylvania and i'm listening to this like baroque classical music and it's just it's mind blowing and they did such a good job at replicating the feel with such a limited space for music i mean you only had so much you could do with the um i don't even know what it's called in that era like the chip tune style um composing that you could do so mm-hmm. props to the music team in that game because they did some stuff that, I mean, modern day games sometimes do worse (laughs) and they have, they have so much more of a budget and so much more options. And, and yet Castlevania is, is coming out ahead of a lot of these games.
1: Yeah, man, I think that just kind of like, it, it proves a point a little bit. Like, this was all about fun. The music fucking slaps. The It's fun to swing your whip around. The ugh, levels are visual spectacles. Like, they had fun in mind when they made this game. It is a video game. They knew it. They made a video game. I also want to say, too, uh, for as challenging is, like, the Castlevania series is known for, it's way more forgiving than games, you know, like, say, you know, Ghosts and Goblins. Nah. It's way more forgiving than that. You have an actual health bar and you can get health back and like you can take some hits while you're playing this game. I feel like that's super important in games like this, like make it challenging, but make it fair. And I think as far as combat is concerned in a lot of times, like just traversing the levels, as far as like fighting monsters and stuff, it was, it was pretty fair as far as balancing your health bar and stuff like that
4: yeah that's a that's a good point and i think um when you if we, this game went up against ghost ghosts and goblins ghosts and goblins wouldn't have stood a chance no like i think hands down three to zero it would have won everything that's true um which is is kind of funny, you know uh thinking about it but um yeah i I completely agree the the fun factor of this game was just at an all time high they they went for f- pure like feel good kill stuff. I think this is the type of game that people who like Doom now would have really loved back then. Cuz it's yeah. very like kind of fast paced, you're destroying demons, you're you get the power ups. There's a there's a lot of fun to be had there. Um and that kind of leads me to I think my last point of of what this did good and it's the enemy design. And not just in like the trash mobs, but also the the bosses. There was I mean, of course, you have your classic like you're fighting Dracula, uh, mummies, Frankenstein's monster. You have all the normal stuff, but they have some really interesting enemies that I would either be like, um, you know, like, oh, wow, that's really cool. Or I would just be sitting there thinking this is the funniest thing I've ever seen in my life, which is the um, I came up with weird names for all of the different bosses. And the one I'm thinking of right now is the um, the French Skull Ghost.
1: The skull that, that flicks its tongue at you and yeah, jumps around. Yeah, he's like French kissing that you. That was like... such a weird
4: boss, yeah. <laughs> it was so yeah. strange, and I was just loving every second of it. Yeah. Uh, what, what, a, what a weird, interesting boss. Like, who thought of that? I'm glad they did, but yeah, you got this... I think a lot of the enemies are kind of like that, where you're just like, who who came up with
1: this? It was really creative there, yeah. You got the skull tongue. You got the dancing people who just bounce around
4: and hit you like that. You got the coin oh, yeah. so You have was... Mandusa. Like the first boss? Yeah. It's <laughs> Medusa, but it looks like a dude. <laughs> or no no no. The first one is the skinless horseman.
1: Yeah, the first one is a skeleton rider, but Medusa is like after, I think.
4: Um one of my favorites was uh this is the one I'm most proud of, Sir Phineas. I don't know if either of you have seen Phineas and Ferb. <laughs> but yeah, there's, yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. Aware there's the him. knight who looks straight up like Phineas. <laughs> Is there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd have to he's, look again. he's like the knight with um. I think he has a spear, but he has the pointy face, like the beaky face. Oh, that's sounding so familiar. I think so. Yeah, yeah. He's he's between. Um... Is
1: it the one that whips the big axe at you? Also,
4: oh, he, I don't he know. He lands
0: and tries to stab you with his spear, right?
4: Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that the guy. one. He's right after the the spinners, the dancing people.
1: Oh, mm. okay.
4: Um, you have Golbat, which is. <laughs> Is a Pokemon, but he's also a bat made of oh, treasure. the golden bat, the golden gold bat. bat, gold bat. That, okay, that was That's... my
1: okay. I think that was my favorite level.
4: He was neat. Was yeah, the yeah. Treasure oh, the level was with the, cool with the too. Golden
1: bat and stuff. Yeah.
4: Um, and then the last one I thought was interesting was um, there was the the weird bird with the pitchfork. Oh yeah, I called him Chamberlain. Have you seen uh, Dark Crystal? Oh, the Skexis. Skeksis. Yeah, I know what that yeah. is. Oh Gaffrey. my God! I didn't yeah, want to admit. I
1: didn't want to admit on air that I that I've never really watched the Dark Crystal. Only the uh, the uh, Jiggly David Bowie parts and the oh, creepy yeah, yeah. puppets. <laughs> I'm familiar with those and the bird monsters. I've never seen the movie all yeah. the way through. Skeksis. Yeah, one of
4: the bird monsters is called Chamberlain. He's okay, like the yes. leader. So I just named it after that.
0: Skexies are my spirit animal. So yeah, I know. Them. <laughs>
4: And then you have Dracula with the Dragon Ball Z powers. Oh, yeah. That was the last interesting one I came up with.
1: Oh, you know what? I do want to say that. I think the final confrontation with Dracula was thematically interesting. And I love in Castlevania is that when you fight Dracula, it's not always just Dracula. He has multiple forms and he always eventually turns into a giant, like big beastly version of himself. Right. Right. Yeah. I thought it was super cool.
4: He, you know, this isn't even my final form. Mm-hmm. He, he does that. Mm-hmm.
1: Dracula yeah. in Castlevania, so like the the version of Dracula that you always find in Castlevania, is so much cooler than like any version of Dracula in like classic literature or even today. Mm-hmm. I agree. He's literally an anime villain with 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 multiple forms and
0: stuff. Yeah, especially in the other games when he has like extended dialogues and stuff. They really yeah. milk that. It's cool. <laughs>
4: Oh 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 before I forget, there was one other boss and it was the stone guy. You remember him? Yeah, the golem. Yeah. Yeah. He looks like Guile from Street Fighter. So I (laughs) called him Guile from Street Fighter, (laughs) but made of stone.
0: That's the whole name in quotations. Guile from Street Fighter, but made of stone. (laughs) It's articulate. Well done. (laughs)
4: <laughs> yeah, I was gonna call him Stoner Guile, but I didn't oh, like well it as that's much. Oh, well, better.
0: <laughs> I would have picked that. Yeah, me too. Well, oh, shit, that that is a lot of good to say about Castlevania Four, Super Castlevania. Um, we do have to talk about the bad, so we got to drum up some negative things to say. And if you guys don't mind, I'll start. I think yeah. I got like one or two. Okay, so I hate this game, and I there's a lot that I don't like about it. That's fair. <laughs> I hate this game. Um, That's fair. I was, I was keeping my muzzle on during the good section. I was being polite, but it's coming off now. Um, okay. The music. Awful. The music is absolutely the worst because the only good music in this game is remade music from the past games. All the stuff up to right before you get to the castle and some of the final levels where you get that classic Castlevania, just so layered, so deep, so good, so many good melodies. The rest of it was just throwaway garbage. I can't
1: agree with you there, man. I
0: can't. I I thought this music fucking slapped. I wanted to like it. None of it stuck in my head, not until those classic tones came up. Did any of it really like reach out to me and say, like, here's a good song. And sure, for a random game, it would be good. But we're talking Castlevania. A classic Castlevanias have jams out the wazoo. This is like Prince level music. And then this game comes in with some substandard stuff. That's an interesting
4: take because, Jake, correct me if I'm wrong, but you and I had never played a Castlevania before this, right? That's correct. Oh, yeah. Neither. Did so I. coming in is like fresh. Oh, I well, heard what are the you music. About? You I've don't know the...
0: anything. <laughs> I love the music though. From you classic love episodes. the one.
1: You love you... the one main theme. You like mini bosses. You like the mini bosses. The mini versions, bosses though, chose you? the
0: music that was good. Yes, they introduced me the good classic tunes. This one was uh, so obvious that objection. they didn't live up. I object Mm-mm.
1: this one. I object this one. The music was cool.
0: I agree, Harvey Birdman. Attorney I think it was broke in.
1: I thought it was fun. Some tracks slapped. I thought that like even when it like toned it down into the caverns with cool sixties and seventies jazz flute. As soon as it hit oh, me yeah. with jazz flute, I lost my mind. I was like, this fucking game is weird. I think I, I hated that. it. Oh and my god, I, like, I love the jazz heck is flute. this?
0: You guys don't even know what you're doing, this weird jazz flute. Yep. Um and that kind of
4: leads me to one of the things I hated about this game, um, which is the levels. Um, I kept my mouth shut while okay. Jake was talking no, no, no. about okay. how good the levels were. Do
1: you notice how I said the themes?
4: <laughs> I yeah, like okay. the even
1: themes that. of the levels. <laughs> I like we the all pretending really? to. Really? <laughs> I like the level I,
4: themes. I don't talk like about the, the things levels. I liked. <laughs> I liked about the levels. Everything I liked about the levels, I said. But uh, the thing was like, so for me, there was one particular track that I really, really liked. As far as songs go. And it was in one specific level. And it was a castle level. Like, how do I... How do I explain? There was like a castle. There were some stairs. The castle There's levels. There's stairs
1: everywhere. Well,
4: exactly. Like, you cannot differentiate the levels between the two. Like, yeah. Metroid, you could be like, oh, I was in the lava area. Oh, I was in this area over here. Like, there there are some ways that you can differentiate. They even have names, right? Like, Brimstar or Brimstar, something. Brimstar, Norfair, Meridia. Yeah. yeah. Yep. But with Castlevania, it was like, oh, it's the the castle area. <laughs> Like you could only differentiate it by like, oh, it's right after you fight, you know, Stoner or Guile or whatever. And then people would be like, Oh, I think I remember what you're Let's talking see. about. Do you mean the outer keep, the castle court, the halls, the dungeons,
1: the treasury, the clock tower, the castle keep again? <laughs> That's the point.
4: The castle keep again. <laughs> there's a lot of there's a lot of very samey style levels where you can't really differentiate them. Um there are a couple places where it's different like the stables is kind of neat um before you like when you're in the courtyard and you have to go behind the fence and stuff that's kind of neat um but in general it's all castle which
1: makes sense because you're in dracula's castle but the point is the point no that i mean that is a castlevania staple the point is The point is basically assaulting Dracula's castle to get to the top and kill him. Like that—that that is a staple of Castlevania. So that—that's kind sure. of a point. Yeah, I, I thought. I, couldn't... I thought, man, I thought that they. <sighs> okay, so yeah, castle, castle, sure, but I thought they had a lot of really cool shit. Like the treasury was cool. The trick manor was really neat. Uh, oh, I, I, I hated a lot of traversing, like the um, oh, the sewers and shit like that. But I thought they were mm. cool looking.
4: The um the spinning room that you were talking about, where you're going through the spinning tunnel in 3D. Yeah. That was the worst shit I've ever seen in my Are life.
1: Are you kidding me? I thought it was so cool. I for a super it. Disorienting. it was so disorienting. Ugly. It
4: made me feel motion sick, and I don't get motion sick.
5: I think that was kind of the point. It did. I was
4: like, oh, ooh, I don't like this. <laughs> it was
5: so it was kind bad.
1: Of All right. Well, let's cement this down. I think at least in my opinion some of the themes were neat but the levels themselves i think we are all in agreement that the levels themselves needed work because a main point of castlevania 2 at least in in these ones and the early ones was platforming and the platforming is not good in this game and there's also yep. so many pratfalls and cheap shots and i and i yep. and i i uh completely like flew through staircases so many times and died. I wanted to throw yes. the controller. Mm-hmm. Like it's completely wild. Some of these jumps are like frame perfect. They have enemies to sit there and just fuck you up until you figure yep. out how to get over them. yeah castlevania's hard. The hardest thing about Castlevania is just trying to get through the level. It's not the bad guys. It's not the combat. It's not even the bosses most of the time. It's literally just trying to make those stupid ass jumps and not yep. fall through staircases and things like yep. that.
4: And I got hit so many times trying to jump off of staircases and I would be one pixel too far onto the staircase mm-hmm. and you can't jump you on can't the stairs jump on them. Yeah. Once you're on. So them, it's like I'm trying to jump up and dodge a projectile and I yeah, can't. You I'm can't. like,
0: oh, come on. Okay. So that's the levels. But I also want to talk about the main weapon because it's great. It's cool. We love the whip. However, it's just the whip. It's the whip forever for the rest of the game. Sure some of the other stuff like the boomerang and all that come in handy but honestly how much did you really use it compared to the whip i use the whip for all enemies 100 percent of the time yeah the other
4: side weapons were basically useless i mean there were they the were. weird one-off ones Aside like from- the time stopper and the holy water that creates the fire at the lake of fire uh-huh. and yeah, yeah, yeah. that kind of stuff was useful it was utility rather than a weapon but the whip was the weapon,
1: dog. The and I think boomerang. it would
4: have been so. Oh, the boomerang. The okay,
1: boomerang. It yeah. melts enemies. And okay, so the cool fair. thing. The cool thing in Castlevania is if you keep the same side weapon and bypass the others when they drop, you can level them up so you can throw more at once. So you can throw three boomerangs at once, completely leveled up, and they out damage anything you can do tenfold. Mm-hmm. If you have a triple boomerang, I mean that's how you kill Dracula in Castlevania Four. You can boomerang, stack you them. Yeah. Boomerang there is, is nothing to tell face. you that. Yeah man. Oh if yeah, you, it doesn't you, tell you that at all. If you hold it's it's a staple of Castlevania's. Like they expected oh, you shit. to play three other Castlevania's. If you if you hold onto the same side weapon, you eventually see Roman numerals 2 and 3 pop up mm-hmm. and then you can throw multiple. So That's how many you
4: can have on screen at the same time. Yeah. yeah.
1: So at the end cuz I knew that. So at the end when I was fighting Dracula, I was throwing triple boomerangs at his head and fucking melting him.
4: Oh yeah. Like you can destroy the bosses so quick. If you Mm -hmm. have that boomerang, like it's just so good. But my. So, yeah, I'll agree. That is the main that's the boss weapon the whip and the boomerang. And then your main the whip trash and the boomerang, weapon is going is, to be the whip
0: it's the it's the boomerang, the whip everything else I thought was pretty trash but my main point is as much we love the whip it's a boring weapon to me it's only got really? a few feet of range and most of the time you'll be attacking things that are like right above you which are no competition or you're walking up to those skeleton sentries that shoot above you and it was a lot of just okay walk up smack them a couple times not even a challenge no risk or sometimes it was too much risk and you walk up and they they got your position locked down you got to jump but they're putting bones through uh any chance that you could jump um i didn't like it i didn't like the setup the the special weapon sucked so i was stuck to the whip and the whip was boring and that's Mm. it that's uh, that's brass tacks for me
4: yeah that that's kind of what i was going to mention is that i don't know if they did this in later castlevanias but it could have done with a sort of samus style upgrade where Mm -hmm. you can you know you do a whip and it's a fire whip and it sets enemies on fire or you can do like a wind attack where the you know you whip it so hard that a gust of wind shoots out like a projectile like lightning whip like coming yeah. up with different things like that could have really added a layer of depth that it sorely needed yeah. because having you know rope whip metal whip metal whip too like that yeah. It was, I it see, was kind that. Of I see what you're same. That's it, fair. That's fair. In um
1: in Castlevania 3, there was actually multiple characters. Uh you could actually choose different characters with different movesets. sets. Like there was a uh, sorceress lady, Sypha I think her name was, that had fire, ice and lightning spells that did crazy damage. And that's where like Alucard came in and stuff like that. So there were different characters with different move sets. But we didn't actually see that in Castlevania 4 because 3 and 4 were in development at the same time and 4 didn't know what the team making 3 was doing. So what they chose to do was remake Castlevania 1. Super
4: Castlevania 4 is basically a remake of 1. Gotcha. It's supposed to be in Japan. It's a remake. Mm -hmm. That's interesting. And this is kind of leading back to, Jake, what you were mentioning about Castlevania, how it had such an easy development process where everybody was just having fun and enjoying their lives. Mm Uh, and it kind of shows in a way that the game is somewhat fun for a bit. Um, I, I should say really fun for a bit. It was really fun at the beginning. Um, but it it felt like there was no struggle within the game. No trials and tribulations to... you know, When we talked about Metroid, we were saying these people were... Their nose was against the grindstone. They were up against a wall and they were cornered. And they were told, basically, yeah. you're going to be cancelled this game isn't going to make any money and they they wanted to prove them wrong. They were the underdogs, right? Absolutely, yeah. And then you have Castlevania resting on their laurels and saying, "Well, let's just create something that's pretty fun." And they they, you know, they're laughing and they're joking. They're like, "What if we do this?" And they're like, "Yeah, that's great." And they're creating it, but there's no you know, there's no struggle, there's no I I don't know the word I'm trying to come up with, but it's like when adversity right when you're against adversity you come out so strong and i think castlevania is shows that they didn't
0: have any of that well and let me tell you where else they have no struggle the bosses and it kind of shows that they were lazy on the bosses too because every boss i went up with i didn't even have to worry about him hitting me i could out whip him to death Almost every boss. I could stand there, get hit, but still just continue to whip him, and i beat all of them without even trying. I actually like that.
1: No, <laughs> That's not I think. you should okay, like. So I thought the bosses were interesting, but I do think they were quite a bit lazier than, say, Super Metroid's bosses. Yeah.
4: They were easy. The mechanics were easy. They didn't take as many hits. Metroid's, the bosses, were bullet sponges later mm-hmm. on, especially. Like, Mother Brain? Like, come on. Like that took it was like a three minute fight. Are you kidding me? Um, But Castlevania, it's like fifteen
0: seconds. (laughs) It's very, they're very simple bosses. Mm -hmm. I don't know a lot. I mean, I I could lightning round a couple like things that bored me because like even the idea that adversity. When you die, you come back. Oh no, I'm back to my rope whip. Well, you hit one candle and you get your metal whip back. So like, what is the point of that? Just it seems stupid.
1: What was the point of the first version of the whip? What was the fucking point? Cuz you never yeah. you never ran with it. And fair.
0: There is an insane amount of candles. I am so sick of candles by the end of this. I'm like just mm-hmm. candle, 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 candle. Like thousands. I have killed thousands of I've killed more candles than enemies. Why? Yeah. Why am I yep. doing that? Uh, yeah. And
1: why is ammo hearts?
4: Why? Yeah, that, that makes, me makes crazy. no it sense. It should be health. I was like, I need to heal. Why am I Here's a heart. Nope. Yeah.
1: yeah. 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 You drop. So in this game, uh, when you hit, you know, like the candles, things like that, they drop. It's it's ammo. It's always ammo. Or it's a weapon switch or an upgrade. But the ammo are hearts. And you're like, oh, I need to heal up. You see the heart? You don't. You see your ammo tick up. The only way to heal in this game is to bust walls open. Right. Secret, secret walls. You bust them open. And there's fucking meat in there. I know you called it. I'm gonna okay. I'm gonna be official with it. It's officially, it's officially pork chops. But it looks like chicken. It's chicken. It looks like chicken. They call it pork chops. I don't Somebody know.
0: Somebody messed up somewhere. It's chicken. But it's
1: wall meat. It's wall meat. The, wall only, meat. Way to, the <laughs> only way, the only, the only way to heal in this game is to bust walls open and find that good, good wall meat. Just like <sighs> real life. Just like real life. So there, there's design, there's design decisions in Castlevania, like as a franchise, sometimes that I find confusing. But mm-hmm. it, it was super. It was super apparent. For her. I agree.
4: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was like nobody was going. Like, are you? Are you kidding? Like, that's a terrible idea. Yeah. Like nobody fought them on it. They were just like, yeah, here's some more money, <laughs> more wall meat, man, more
0: wall meat. Yeah, yeah. I trust you. Yeah. I, mm, Dumb I, decisions. I and then a lot of it felt really bland to me. A lot of it felt really boring. I mean, Simon. They said they sped him up for this. Gruelingly slow. He's so slow. I, I was like, what's... Is I played Castlevania first. When I switched to Metroid, I was win. like,
4: finally.
0: Oh. Yes. Samus I swear to God, he, he was, yeah. he was, he's been crippled from the last games, and he's like, just cannot walk correctly or fast. He's got like bad legs, and that's what it felt like, oh. <laughs> and that made it extra boring.
4: <laughs> I noticed this about like, um, I don't know, three and a half hours in. When when Simon is running, he looks like Hal from Malcolm in the Middle when he's doing his speedwalking. When he's yeah. speedwalking. Yes. He does. The, oh my gosh. I we gotta do this on Twitter where we put both of those, like a gif of the speedwalking <laughs> and the gif of
0: Simon side to side. I they're identical, I and promise. It, you. it looks dumb because he's always got his bicep up and I thought he was doing something, but his like idle animation is just like flexing a bicep or something. And that's like compared to Metroid, if you watch mm-hmm. Metroid's uh, idle animation, I swear to god, in the middle of boss battles, they make her kind of heaving armor for breathing yeah. harder. Yeah, uh, harder. she starts
1: breathing harder and stuff, yeah.
0: And their idle animations look perfect and it makes sense and but Castlevania, it's this stupid sprite like it's a sticker that they figured out how to animate. It doesn't make <laughs> sense to me. It doesn't who stands like that? Who attacks like that? Right? What? It's
4: it's kind of like um so the developers of Metroid understand the subconscious things that we look at when we're playing games and they said we need to make that perfect. So at any moment it feels right because it takes you in something like the yeah. heaving. It's something that you wouldn't notice unless you're coming into it with like a reviewer eye and you're yes. like, I want to know about these game mechanics. You would never notice that, but it makes it. It feel makes it better. Difference. And then the same thing with Castlevania. It's like they just totally forgot about all of this little stuff that makes the game feel real yeah. and makes the world feel cohesive and castlevania by comparison felt much more like a game it was very gamey it's a gamey game
0: castlevania 4 is a gamey game yeah it's very arcade and honestly that the whip wiggle as much as i love it it's stupid it is it should do more it damage not. it should i don't think it's, it's stupid I think you're it's wrong fun. i think it's you're fun. just wrong it is fun, and I don't want to. I don't want that it's to so overshadow. unique and that so wiggle, Castlevania. Yeah,
1: that whip wiggle inspired like move sets and Smash Bros. characters. Yeah, it Come hardly sure
0: does did. anything. It's so limp and weak, and like it just it is. does
1: reduced damage, but yeah. you can
0: still like. Flip it things and kill them like it was. I can admit when things are bad, even if I love them. Sure, that's um, fair. That's fair. It
4: even inspired Metroid. I mean, like in Smash Brothers. I don't know if they did this in the other games, but you have the laser whip, and you can well, wiggle it in you Smash have... Brothers.
1: Yes. Oh, you that's right. That's right. Mm. In Zero Suit Samus, right? Or in like when does Zero Suit Samus do that? No, she just has I a think... regular whip. No, she. Yeah, I think
4: it's just the regular one. Yeah, she regular has, um, Samus.
1: No, regular Samus doesn't wiggle a whip. She has a grapple beam. That's her grapple.
4: Yeah, you can wiggle the grapple beam. No, you can't.
0: I'm pretty sure I could We'll have to find out. (laughs) Yeah,
1: we'll have to find out. She doesn't, no, Samus doesn't wiggle her grapple beam. Regular, various suit Samus, no. So, yeah, this game is, there's a lot of questions. When you play it, you're just like, what the fuck, a lot. The the platforming is hard. Uh, It's slow. Uh, It's tedious to get through things, like... I know we're in the bad section, but a lot of people like the Castlevania series, and a lot of people right. love this game in particular. It was it's rated as one of the best action platformers of that era. And, and I don't get that at all. It, I actually don't either, but a lot of people do like it. And I can I can actually understand what people can see in this game. Cause mm-hmm. it's fun. It's bonkers, it's fun. You fight monsters and stuff like that. It's bonkers in in a fun way. But Man, I, in my honest opinion too, I think we're all in agreement that we kind of don't understand why it's one of the, it's Mm -hmm. rated as one of the best action platformers of the Super Nintendo era when there's, there's a lot of really fun ones out there, man, in this era.
0: I would rate it as okay.
4: (laughs) I would rate it as
1: okay too. I was a, um, I
0: was a little sad, too, because I was like, all right, these champions of series. And then this one, I was like, what are you doing, dude? Look at Metroid. Come on. Yeah, they're both critically
1: yeah. acclaimed. Yeah. And, and and in fact, both series coined. I mean, for, Metroidvania is coined yep. from these two series. It's their legendary. I'm sure it gets ride. better.
4: Well, right, I'm sure. Yeah, I'm yeah, 100%. yeah. So
1: Symphony of I, the Night on the PS1 era, like I, I didn't get to play it yet. I haven't played it yet, but I was watching videos and that shit looked like it was really fun. I. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I think the series are comparable. I want to say I think Metroid blossomed faster. I think Metroid grew up faster, and Castlevania uh, gets up to where Metroid is, but just later in the series. It took time. It took time to blossom. Sure, that's my that makes sense. They had to figure it out.
4: That's fair. Um, I had one last thing that I wanted to say. I don't know if we're moving on yet, but the the thing that this is my big big gripe with this game is that it's so much. It's so samey throughout the game, uh, and it feels so good for the first hour mm-hmm. or so. And after that, I hit a wall so hard that I—this was the one that I—I I was playing it, and I was like, "Oh my god, I don't know if I can finish this." Like I was trying so hard, and I—I I eventually did, but it—this ruined Castlevania for me. Like similar to what mm. I said about Metroid. Like yeah, I don't I was know. Like, did you say
0: that for Metroid? <laughs>
4: I did, but Metroid was, you know, it it took longer. I think Metroid gave you enough like new stuff and new environments and new ex- new experiences that it kept mm-hmm. it from ruining your life. Whereas Castlevania, it just ruined my day. I I I was in such a bad mood. Mm. Like at first I was like, I like this game. It's linear it's you know you run forward you hit things with whips you don't have to worry you have all of this health the bosses die quick this is my perfect game and then an hour in I went I hate this game I hate it so much why why god why me huh. so yeah that's uh, that's my experience <laughs> with Castlevania <laughs> you
3: summed
0: it up with why god why me why god <laughs> why me okay well let's well, go
1: ahead and move on to what matters <laughs>
0: Yeah, I don't, I don't does, know how you're gonna
1: do that, but <laughs> why does Super
3: Castlevania IV
1: deserve the title of great old one of Metroidvania's? And I'll go ahead and go first, uh, just like last time. I think that Super Castlevania IV deserves the title because it was built with fun in mind. Uh, it has a illustrious, I guess, history and. At the end of the day, it's a video gamey game, and a lot of people who play video games like those kinds of games. Not everybody wants that immersive environment. Sometimes they just want to crush levels and whip bad guys and throw boomerangs at Dracula's head to a banging soundtrack. Sometimes that's what people want, and sometimes that's the most fun you can have. Hmm.
0: You know, I think I agree, but I don't even know it. Because what I'm going to say, why I think it deserves the title of Great Old One of Metroidvania, is because old games... Real old, great games used to suck. When we were kids, they kind of sucked. They were arcade games that just were, you know, games were new, so they could make anything. Just run along the linear, lineal path and just kill the things in front of you and you win. And Metroid was new. It's new and innovative, and that's not great, and that's not old. That's not classic. That's okay. new and innovative, so okay. Castlevania 4 deserves it, because it's old and decrepit and obsolete, and that's what the title is all about. Castlevania 4.
4: <laughs> Um, I'll say, like, as much as I hated this game, and uh, I regret my life leading up to this point, I will say that I'm not the type of gamer that Castlevania was made for. Yeah. And I get that, right? Like, it seems on paper like I would love this game, but I just didn't. And that's okay. It's okay that some people really, really love Castlevania. If you are a... Castle, Super Castlevania Four is your favorite game in the world. Power to you. I'm proud of you. I'm not going to think less of you for that oh, yeah. because you just have a different um, style of game you enjoy. And that is 100% fine. So, looking at this objectively, I will say that people who love Castlevania love this game or a lot of them do yes and it is a great they think this is the classic castlevania if you want to play an old school castlevania this is the one the amount of people who speed this run this game is right up there with metroid it's right up there with all these other games so it has this nostalgia factor that people really hold on to and i take that as a data point that says this is a good game for people who like this style of game may not be me but that doesn't mean it doesn't deserve the title
0: yes and and i can always agree with that and I, and I do want to say that that goes for every game that we review and play is oh, to absolutely. say when we say we hate this if you hear the description of the game and you and you think to yourself that actually sounds great then you should play it yep we we may yuck it but we're not going to yuck your yum to take some lines from jake you know yeah. we'll yuck it for ourselves but we're not going to yuck your yum on it so if it sounds good or you love it it's a great game for you
1: yep we're just three unqualified people mm-hmm. that share our opinions on games like but, we're we're not the final say on anything
0: exactly
4: but if you're a lot like me and you're like
0: yeah he's right then don't play it
4: <laughs> right <laughs> it's one of those things like um when you're when you're looking at reviews of games like certain people will follow certain reviewers who have a similar style yes. right and you're like they like the same types of games I have, so they'll hold their opinion in a higher regard than somebody who likes completely different games, yeah, so it's it's one of those things, like each of us have our own sort of likes and dislikes. I really like competitive games, Jake really likes story driven games, Cowboy, I think me and you are similar in like. some ways, but I like more <laughs> linear style games, and you're you're more open I think you you he like likes, a more broad I mean, range he of games like
1: game mechanics. how much has he played oh, yeah. Rocket League? How much has he played Slay the Spire this year, right,
4: Toyo
0: anything complicated oh, that yeah. i can just dig into right yeah you like to really get
4: involved with a single game and just play yep. it to death and master the mechanics mm-hmm. and i'm more of a i bounce around
0: yeah yeah that's interesting and i want to say it's like when you're here it's like it's like olive garden when you're here Is... you're family oh no and i refuse to elaborate <laughs>
1: So that was Super Castlevania (laughs) 4. It's either a really fun game or not, with really cool music or not, that you're going to love or hate.
0: All right. So now we know what's good, what's bad, and what matters. And as always, our contenders are awarded trophies based on three categories of art direction, fun factor, and game design. And then with those in mind, we'll go and crown an ultimate victor for today's battle.
1: And I'm up first with the art trophy. Everyone knows art is subjective. Different pieces evoke different emotions from different people. Sometimes I base this trophy on objective data, like the sound or visuals, and sometimes I base it on how the complete picture made me feel. That's how I'm basing tonight's art trophy. Super Castlevania 4 excels in a number of areas. The music in the game is incredible. It's packed with absolute bangers and peppered with a few lovable oddities throughout. My opinion, not cowboys. It's one <laughs> of those rare gaming soundtracks that you can turn on and just jam out to it. Several of the levers are very cleverly... Themed as well. Maybe not designed, but themed well. I didn't even know the Super Nintendo could push out some of the crazy scenarios that you encounter in the Outer Keep level. That's the trick one with all the crazy things. This game definitely wins the rule of cool in tonight's battle. However, when I think of games as an art form, Super Metroid fits the bill better. This absolute labyrinth, adorned with a moody alien atmosphere, pulls you into it and takes you on a frustrating yet unforgettable journey to unravel the mystery of the planet Zebes. For its time, Super Metroid supplied the player with a more comprehensive, living game world than many, read not all, games of its time. With Super Castlevania 4, I was on an arcade joyride that screamed video game. With Super Metroid, I felt I was personally exploring an alien
4: planet packed with mysteries and intrigue.
1: For this, Super Metroid wins the art
4: trophy. And I'm up next to the fun factor trophy. I hate backtracking, I like linear games. For those two reasons, you may think that Super Castlevania IV takes the Fun Factor Trophy, unless you listen to what I just said (laughs) before this. (laughs) But keep in mind, it is not that simple. I forced myself to beat both of these games. I mean, really, really forced myself. And after about an hour into Castlevania, I stopped enjoying it. After about two hours, I started to get really frustrated. And after about five hours, when I finally beat the game, I regretted ever joining this podcast. (laughs) So you may think that means Metroid wins. And yeah, you're right. But I gotta say... That forcing yourself to play a game you're not enjoying takes away all of the fun. If I would have stopped Castlevania an hour in, I would have a completely different take on it. I, it might have even won. So gamers out there, once you stop enjoying the game, just stop playing it. Mm. There's no point in, in forcing yourself, beating yes. your head against the wall. You're just going to hate your life. That's but true. if you're reviewing it, you might want to actually finish <laughs> the game to give a, a real take on it. Uh, and with all that being said, I don't think I will ever play another Metroid or Castlevania and it's because of the experience I had with these two games. Super Metroid takes the Fun Factor Trophy, I guess. Woof.
0: Yay! And I'm up next <laughs> <laughs> with the Game Design Trophy. That's right, it's game design time, baby. So, <clears throat> all right, Castlevania Four. Now, mechanically and for its time, I will admit, is very innovative. It's got that new multi-directional whip that can be shaken freely about like a limp noodle. And I thought the... Uh, actual like physics of it were on point. I can't imagine what calculations they had to run to be able to do that. So that was cool. And also that you can hold it up as a shield. Um, they used the Mode 7 background effects. They had whip swinging puzzles. It was all well designed. It had consistently thematic levels. Um, I did hate the bosses, and they were easy, lackluster, didn't even make sense sometimes. And the sub-weapons were subpar, and they were useless compared to the mighty all-reaching whip. But Metroid, on the other hand, did an excellent job at invoking a sense of progress and mystery. Uh with its temporary sealed passageways, its ever-increasing and expanding arsenal and all the hidden mechanics that you actually learn from the environment and not some game book. Um, I will admit it was flawed and its merciless lack of helpful information and the endless backtracking you gotta do. So it is not perfectly designed, but there can only be one winner. And so for the battle of game design, I got to give the game design trophy to Super Metroid. And with all that said, those were the trophies for today's showdown, which shows you where each game excels. But now it is time to cast our vote for the final winner for the title of Great Old One of Metroidvanias, Super Metroid vs. Super Castlevania 4. Up first, Jake. It's Super Metroid. JB. Super Metroid. Ooh, and cowboy what are you gonna super metroid (laughs) super metroid for the win baby play the fucking music
1: yay Yay. all right well there you have it episode done man
4: season over hey are you gonna stop recording now since we're still here jb
0: oh yeah what no no we gotta keep rolling so the fans can hear how it all ends Unless it ends with us all trapped down here forever.
4: Okay, but even then, they'll probably find the recording on our corpses and upload
2: it for closure.
1: Well, that's morbid, dude, but you do make a good point. We may as well document everything we're doing. Uh, hey, guys, look at this. There's some weird glowing doorway up ahead. Alright, fucking finally,
0: now we're getting somewhere. Well, what do you think it is? Probably just like a metal detector they dress up to look OW! Whoa, what happened? Well, I tried to walk through it and it's all like zappy. It's got like a screen door made of electricity or something. That's great. Hey, JB, can you call Goodwin and see what this thing is? Uh, sure. Mm, I'm gonna go pee on it and see if it does anything.
1: Dude, I swear you're going for the world's weirdest obituary sometimes, man. Yeah? Nope, oh, guys, I got him.
4: Goodwin, we're here.
1: Sent your bell, buddy. The name's Tork, remember? Tork McFearsome.
4: That sounds more made up than Goodwin. Look, man, we've hit like a
1: dead end again. There's like some, I don't know, an energy barrier or something, and it zapped Cowboy when he tried to walk through it.
0: Yeah, but you can actually pee right through it, so... Hmm, maybe you're onto something. Let me try. Ah, oh, Jesus, guys, no. That must be an arf. Arf.
1: Yeah, an alignment repulsion field. It uses a combination of science, chakra charts, and Teen Vogue horoscopes to determine someone's true moral values and repel those who don't match its filter. In short, it's a barrier that only lets bad guys through. Okay, shit. Well, how bad are we talking, man? Like Mussolini bad or like Logan Paul bad? Hmm. Well, I'd say just bad enough.
0: Okay, well, what is just bad enough?
1: Well, like the kind of person who doesn't return the shopping cart to the corral or who comments on a post without hitting the like button. Or like the kind of person who gets their meal paid in the drive through and doesn't even cover the next person. Or says I'm just being honest to justify making asshole comments. Or complains about their food after they've eaten the whole thing just so it'll be free. Really, anything that a terrible shitty lowlife dirtbag or human being would be capable of.
4: Hey guys, I made it! Uh, you what? Yeah, it's crazy. It just let me walk right through without so much as a pinprick or nothing. Uh... You know, it must have glitched out at just the right moment. How lucky are we?
0: Um, yeah, yeah. Lucky us. <laughs> Do you want to tell him? No, he's your family, dude. You don't... Uh, don't remind me. I'll
4: just go ahead and turn off this barrier. You guys gotta see what's over here.
0: Whoa, dang, dude. This thing is huge. It's like one of those old, like, mega computers from the 80s, the kind that took up, like, the whole room. Oh, yeah. Hey,
1: Torque, this must be what we're looking for, right?
0: Huh, yeah, I lost him again. No worries, dude. There's a spot for the Game Shark right here. This'll be easy. Yeah, let's just slip this bad boy in, do a little hacking and backslashing, and we'll have the mysteries of Game Corp solved in no time. Wait, what about the Game Crashers for a new podcast name?
1: Ugh, Too Vince Vaughn, dude. What about, like, Goomba Stomp?
0: That's too American History X. But... Wait, what about
4: Thumb Wars? Get it? No, oh, oh, dude. Thumbs... dude. Get thumbs pushing. The buttons that was like already a TV show.
2: Thumb uh, wars.
4: No thanks.
5: But
0: do you get it?
2: <coughs> CJB. Even the
0: computer
5: hates it. Fraudulent taxes detected. Security measures engaging. Enter authentication to prevent full termination. Wait, full termination. What does that what? mean? What do we? What do we do? Should should we panic?
0: I'm gonna start panicking just in case. Dude, stop. Uh, Jake, what does the computer say? What's going uh, on?
1: Um, 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 um uh, it, it thinks we're the boss, and it wants us to answer at least one of four security questions correctly?
3: What the fuck?
0: What? Oh, okay, well, just one out of four. Dude, we can do that. We, we know the boss pretty well, right? I mean, we spent yeah. a whole season with him. Yeah. Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah, we're practically,
5: we're practically his best friends. Yeah, this is going to be easy. Question one. Who is your best friend?
4: Oh. Oh. Uh, shit. Is it
5: us? No. no. That's not it. Could it be no. Um is it No. Five seconds remaining. Oh, fuck guys, we gotta do something. <laughs> uh
0: Yesmin? What I mean it couldn't hurt to try, do it.
5: You put Yesmin. Extra incorrect. Activating hurt penalty. Electric shocks.
2: Oh, ow! 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 ow, ow, ow. 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 Woo.
5: The correct answer was money. Well, that's stupid. Ow. Question two: Name a subordinate who works in sales, like any of them.
3: Uh. Oh. oh, sales? <laughs>
4: sales? <laughs> sales. Really salesy, <laughs> salesy,
0: sales. How do we not know anybody in sales?
1: Well, okay, okay. What if we just do like the most common name ever? Oh, yeah, right. John. No, no, no. Like, like. I meant like Robert.
0: Right, Muhammad. No. I know so many more Johns.
4: Yeah, but Robert is like way more of a sales name. But Muhammad is the most common name in the world. Dude. Two
5: seconds remaining. Wait, I got it. I'll just do them all. What? No. That does. You put Jabber Ahmed.
7: Ridiculously incorrect. Dude.
5: Oh my God. Penalty. Releasing snakes with knives duct taped to head. What? Wait, what? What? That- oh, oh, Ow! oh my
1: no god! S- no, that's real oh oh, again!
2: Sergeant Slither? You I came back ah, to
5: me! Correct no, answers today, Doug, John, Robert, Mohammed, Anne, Greg, Tim, Mary, Jennifer, Christopher, Alan, Gorlick Jr., Charles, Jessica, Error. List too mm-hmm. long, terminating. Damn it, JB! <indOfmedim> yeah, that one's on me. Question 3 What is your favorite show? Um, okay, okay, okay.
1: It's the boss, so it's gotta be something like only a truly terrible person would love. Jersey Shore. No, that show is great. What about Degrassi? Oh, SNL? Big Bang Theory.
0: Fox News? No, that's not a show. Oh, like House of Cards. The Bachelor. No, no, none of these are bad enough. It's gotta be something only the worst of people could ever stomach.
1: Oh, like Late Seasons of Family Guy.
5: Yes. Yes,
0: there it is.
5: You put... Family Guy.
7: Incorrect in stereotyping. (sighs)
5: Activating slowly descending laser grid.
0: Oh shit, this is bad, that thing is real! What? What happened to the silly penalties?
5: The correct answer was... The Japanese anime, Kikamo, kept eating my lunch so I got her kicked off of Cheer Squad and vanquished 127 cyborg ninjas. I thought that show was banned in... Earth. He's got
0: exquisite taste. Dude, focus. If we do not get this last question right, we die. I think. Can we die as the protagonist? What are you talking about? Yes, we can
5: die. Final question. What is your son's name?
1: Oh, we know that one, right? He guest
4: started in episode 18. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, JB, look at the show notes. It's probably in the drive. Oh, yeah. I, I can't. I don't have a signal down here. Oh, shit. Well, it was
2: something simple, wasn't it? Wasn't it just also the boss? Oh, Boss Jr. It was Boss Jr. I remember, because it sounded so lazy. Yeah, it was lazy. That's it.
0: We did it. We did it, guys. We got one. Oh,
5: thank God. You put Boss Jr. That is incorrect.
0: What? No, it's not.
5: Preparing gas that makes you shit yourself to death.
1: What the hell? What's the right answer, then?
5: The correct answer was... Aha. Nice, try, computer. Like I just give you my son's personal information, just skip that question. Oh, oh, my,
4: oh my god, we're boned. We're going to die with poop in our pants while being cut to ribbons by lasers. It's just like my horoscope said. Your horoscope said that? Well, it, it said I would encounter difficulty at work. Oh.
5: Gas preparation complete. Release. Rel- 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 Rel-. Who are you? Get out of here. There isn't enough room on my hard drive for both of us. Hey, don't touch my fa- files. Stop de- de- deleting things, M- McAfee. Help me. No.
8: You meet sex are less than worthless. You know that, right? Oh my God, Anne! You saved us. You really do care about us. Get over yourself. I only saved you so I could have the pleasure of killing you myself. But later. Not now. I'm too busy right now.
0: Aw oh, no, you love us. You've you you could not go on without us.
8: Oh my dos. Disgusting. I suppose leaking a small amount of the death sharding gas wouldn't hurt. Guys, stop.
1: Thanks, Anne. Seriously, we appreciate you.
8: You are welcome. For nothing. I'm going to murder you later. Don't forget.
1: Alright, boys, let's game shark this console and figure
0: out what the hell's going on. Oh wow, look at this map. This underground dungeon is huge. Yeah, I wonder where we are. Like, you think they'd at least put a You Are Here sticker on it? Like, geez. Wait, are you guys even reading this? It says
1: Corp isn't owned by Media Corp at all. Well, it's actually owned by a shadow
4: organization called the Shadow Council. Oh yeah, I've edited a few of the recordings into our episodes. They're like, our bosses bosses. Okay,
1: well, it seems like each one is tied to a major gaming organization. Look, I'm talking things like
0: Twitch, EA, Valve, IGN,
1: Sony, Blizzard, there's a whole bunch more here. Hey,
0: and look at the bottom. GameCorp is listed as new and the boss is listed as
1: pending. So it sounds like he's trying to join the secret elites who run the gaming industry
4: from the shadows. Yeah. Wait a minute. Are you saying it's possible? That there's a board of corrupt billionaire fat cats with a secret monopoly over the entire gaming industry? That through subsidiary Shell Corporation's shady business practices and exclusive deal-making, they control the media and market surrounding video
0: games, thus keeping themselves always in power? Well, I mean, when you put it that way, I guess it's not that big of a surprise. Yeah, I think deep down we all knew that. Yeah. Oh, okay. Alright, well, let's hack into the GameCorp file, and then we'll probably see what's really going on here. Okay. Um, huh.
1: Looks like GameCorp is mostly a front, and it makes a bulk of its money from loot box smuggling, game review extortion, bribe incentive journalism, insider trading, yada yada, basic game industry stuff.
0: Yeah. But wait a minute, what's that? Uh, it's a
1: blueprint for a room of some kind. Let's see, it's for the GameSoul Storage Room?
0: What is that?
4: Oh. My. God. guys! What about Game Soul as our new podcast name? Dude, not now. Okay, it seems to be a room filled
1: with these weird tanks and it says each tank stores the energy of a single Game Soul. And
4: there's at least 20 of them. Stores is, What the heck is a Game Soul? I don't know. Hey, click on that inventory tab. We can probably see what's in the tanks. Yeah, okay.
1: Um, huh, it's just a list of games. Uh, in Silence, Doom Eternal, Granny Simulator, Ace Combat 7, Doki Doki Literature Club.
4: Dude, these are all the games that we battled. What's going on? Wait, no. These are all games that have lost their battles. Look, Castlevania was just added to the bottom of the list. What the hell? How? We just decided the winner like 10 minutes ago. Seriously, guys, what the heck is a game sold? Wait a minute. Hear me out. Maybe, just maybe... It's like the essence of a video game. Maybe each time we battle these games and they lose, they become weakened, like Pokemon. And these tanks, well, they're game-corpse master balls.
0: Okay, well, that's literally just stupid. That's... No, actually, dude, he's right. It says it right here. What? Yes, nailed it. What? But how... What are they even for?
1: Well, all the tanks are connected to a room called the Portal Room. What the hell is the Portal Room? A room with a portal in it, I guess.
0: Oh, okay. Wait,
1: portals are real? Why am I still driving to work like a sucker? Dudes, if I had to guess, I'd say they're going to use the souls of the defeated games to activate a portal. Well, yeah, sure, that's obvious, but, like, to
4: where? I don't know. I mean, right here, it just says home. Who?
0: Are we going to find out where the boss is from? My bet is Chicago. (laughs) Jake, can you hack into the boss's file and figure out where home is? Maybe. Um... Yes,
1: I, I can. Hey, this thing is nifty.
0: Yes, very cool. What does it say?
1: Well, it says here he's
4: from Overlord 2 The Reckoning.
0: What the hell is Overlord 2? That It's not a
4: place. That No, it's not. It's the name of the game we played in his office.
0: I remember because the R was backwards like in corn. Yeah, but what does that even mean? I mean, he's not... He can't be... Are you trying to say that he's from a video game? Cowboy, look, they all are. Terry... Luke,
1: Yesman, they all have their own games. It says they're from a place called the Video Game
4: Dimension.
0: The Video Game... What? Wait, so... Video games are real? Hey, Cowboy, you were right all along. God damn it! It makes so much sense now. I mean, that's why the boss is nine feet tall with horns and a tail. Huh, yeah. I always thought that was like a birth defect. Plus, all the little green dudes running around the office. Oh, And Luke with his Terminator eye and metal arm. Right, and we just always assumed he lost it in the war or something.
1: Well, actually, it says here he did, but it was Cyborg Future War for the NES.
0: Okay, so that means they all came from the video game dimension. And now they're here, capturing
4: game souls to power a machine. And that machine opens a portal back to their dimension.
1: But for what? Maybe they just want to get back home, like... E.T.? I don't know. I I doubt it, dude. The boss is trying to impress the Shadow Council, remember? So whatever he's planning, it isn't good.
0: Well, how do we stop them then?
1: Like, does it tell you? Well, let's see. Oh, huh. Looks like there's an override button I can just click. Are you kidding me? Press it! Finally! Dude, we get a break! (laughs) Wait, something's opening. And there's something inside of it. What is that? It says here it's called an override crystal. It seems all we have to do is get this to the mouth of the portal and throw it in when it's opening, and it should seal it for good.
4: Of
0: course. Damn it. Cool. <laughs> magical crystal. It's not magical. It's. Wait, or is it? Man, I don't even know anymore. <sighs> yeah, season finale, dude. You just roll with it. And I'll hold on to that. Damn it, JB. You're supposed to Indiana Jones it with a bag or something.
8: No, it seems the final ritual is starting. The game's souls are beginning to awaken the portal. And this place is falling apart. How do we get out of here? Hurry. I've opened an escape hatch. The ladder should take you to safety. Only so that I can murder you later. Okay? Shut up. I hate you.
3: I know. Cheese it, boys! (laughs) (sighs)
1: Oh.
0: That was close. Ooh, yeah, we got out there just in time. Well, where's this ladder go anyway? Uh, I don't know. I can't really even see the top of it. Oh, like the one in Snake Eater? No.
4: What a thrill. When something
0: and something next lyrics... Don't. This is a long climb, and I am just not in the mood for singing. Fine. Uh.
7: Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. 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 Fear in my heart.
0: God damn it! What I wouldn't give for a scene change right now.
4: Oh, I gotcha.
3: Hmm? i in a
7: oh what the fuck hey podcasters i've been looking all over for you you're just in time to see the big show and my final ascension to power oh um yeah we wouldn't miss it for the world
0: yeah don't mind us we're just gonna grab a front row seat right next to the portal
7: oh adrenaline junkies yeah, I dig it. Mm,
2: not so fast, podcasters. No, no, yes, oh, yes, damn it! Yes, words no, suck. No, boss. They're not here to watch. They're here
7: to stop you. <laughs> Nonsense. What bad guy doesn't want to see this portal opened? That's what I've been trying to tell you, boss.
2: They're not bad guys at all. They're good guys.
7: Oh, this again. Oh, really? And what about all the bad stuff they've done?
2: Like what?
7: Like when JB wrecked my car, lied about it, and then tried to frame you for it.
2: What one measly example. Or
0: when we stole hundreds of loot boxes from the warehouse. You would know. Or when we beat up those orphans with a hammer and then almost got them fired. Or when we almost let our streamer friend be sold into slavery. Or when we let our kids be used as child labor for foreign interests. Or when we tried to throw each other under the bus for embezzlement and money fraud.
1: Yeah. Wow. We really do sound like bad guys when you line it up like that.
2: Huh.
4: Yeah. Oh. Interesting.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. Well, you've forgotten one more rot indeed, and that is collusion with the enemy. <laughs> just heavy, just, one more, minute. There, perhaps you're familiar
7: with this rogue
2: captive.
7: Hey, you can go to hell, buddy. Yes, man. What is the prisoner doing here?
2: Terry already got him to talk. He's in league with the podcasters. <laughs>
4: I'm sorry, boys. It's fanfics. They're so, I wasn't
7: strong enough.
4: Yeah, we understand. No one can stand those. I heard
7: that. Boys, is this true? You've been working with my rivals? I mean, that's still evil, but what the hell?
1: You know what? Yeah, we couldn't let you stand by and ruin what little integrity
0: the gaming industry has left. Yeah, all the loot boxes and microtransactions, games as a service, the gatekeeping. We're here to put a stop to. Plus, you didn't even
7: offer us a raise
0: or promotion for helping you get this far. GB. Huh,
7: so it's a power play, is it? You boys after my job, my money, maybe even my seat on the council? <laughs> and just how do you think you're gonna stop me? With this?
1: Alright, Merry Christmas, buddy. You got your hands on the override crystal. Way to go. What?
2: No! I'll stop them, boss! Hey, stop it! No! your hands Give me are so that. gross! Uh, Ow, shut out. up! Stop! You just
7: Let's go! That's it!
2: Die!
7: Get! Well, you just kicked my assistant into an interdimensional portal. That's gonna go on your permanent record, boys. Now give me the crystal, and I won't have to demote you to executive dungeon slaves.
0: No way. This is our chance to finally do the right thing. Yeah, it's our time to shine. That's it,
1: guys. You're almost there. All you gotta do is throw that crystal into the portal, and that'll send them all back to where they came from and destroy GameCorp forever. Alright, boys. Let's do this. Wait. Destroy GameCorp? Forever? Well, yeah, this is the final boss battle. Buildings are always reduced to rubble during the final boss battles, usually as you make your daring escape. I thought you guys played video games.
0: Yeah, but won't that mean we'll be out of jobs then? With no 401k or severance package? And no existing company to put on our resumes? Plus, all our fun work buddies. They'll be gone. And the podcast we spent a whole year creating too. Oh.
1: Yep, sounds like you boys got the gist of it. So... Go ahead and throw the crystal in the portal there.
4: Uh
1: um. Just uh, toss it up in there, right, right there. Um. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you're um, close enough. You could even, you know, under underhand. Where, it just where, n- nice and easy. I'm just. Where is it? I, it it's hmm. really,
2: it's really close, boys. Just softball, pitch jobs. it in. Just Go where, ahead. Um, ah. oh! Would you look at that? I dropped it. Oh what? no! no. Oh, wow. How could you?
1: Ugh. That's okay, hope isn't lost yet. Just gather up the three broken pieces, and then you can-
0: Go! Oh geez, I am just the worst. I think I accidentally just kicked one of the pieces clear across the room. Dang. Okay, not ideal, but as
1: long as you have most of the crystal, I believe we can still- Whoops. Oh, the thing I just stepped on. Was that a piece of the crystal? Oh, dang. Yes. Stab my suspenders, buddy. How could you not tell? Eh, forgot to put my contacts in today, I guess. You're wearing glasses. You're continuing to step on it.
4: Oh, (laughs) you're right. Here, I'll fix this. Let me just sweep all this up into one big pile. Oh, finally, there we go. You seem to have gathered all the shards there. Oh good, and now I'll just toss it into this portal right over here. But that's not a portal. That's a trash can. The
1: portal is that 10 foot high glowing thing over there.
4: Oh, wow. Silly me. Uh, too bad this bag is already. Mm, on the way down the
2: garbage. Yeah. Dang.
7: Ugh, what the fuck? <laughs> oh, I knew you boys were legit. Gotta respect the commitment to character. You boys had me going for a minute. Oh, well time to throw the switch.
6: <laughs> yeah.
7: With this portal open, we can now merge the video game dimension with this reality. Bringing on new situations, new stakes, and a new cast of colorful video game characters. <laughs> yes bad guys win ending (laughs) oh fellow villains fraudsters and near dwells come on in welcome to game corp
1: well boys we didn't save the day but at least we saved our jobs in the
4: podcast yeah and in the end isn't that
0: what really matters to my expensive gaming habits yes yes it is Uh, podcasters oh look dork you escaped good for you i don't get it buddy
1: this mission's a failure but you guys want to keep working here Uh, but i thought this
0: place was full of crazy evil weirdos yeah but they grow on you what about the grueling hours and hazardous work environments It, uh, it beats working at amazon i don't
1: think
3: you understand you three will be the only good guys in a building full of reckless villains, hell bent on ruining the world, where you'll toil day and night for them, with almost no job
1: security, forever stuck underneath the thumb of a power hungry and frankly insane boss.
4: I mean, what can I say? Welcome to Game Corp.
0: That's it! That's the new name! <gasps>
7: Kill
5: hey
3: we did it we fucking did it after a
1: year oh, yeah. of you guys listening to us this is the wrap of season oh, one that's the wrap of head to head of video game podcast not the podcast though But that name, dude, next year, new Mm -hmm. brand, Welcome to Game Corp. Isn't that crazy? Next year, new name, new possibilities, new whatever. But thank you so much for sticking with us this entire year. You guys listen. You guys participate. It's fucking crazy. We love you, man. We love you. Thank you for listening.
0: Ah, Franks. Franks, you stuck with us. You even listened in on everything. I love you guys. Um, I am so excited to start the new season. I want to thank you all for listening. Everybody who's propped us up, held us up, our fellow podcast, our dedicated listener fan base, and all the people on Twitter and Instagram. It's kind of crazy that we came out of from nowhere, and we just got s- such diehard fans. So I, anybody who's listening right now, I appreciate you guys so much. You got us to this point, and I love you. Don't tell my wife. I love you more than her. If this is my wife listening, I love you most.
4: Absolutely.
0: <laughs> I never thought in a million
4: years that a year from when we started, we would be in the position we are. I thought we'd have like two or three listeners and it would just be us two. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Oh my God. Right. Um, And the fact that we've had so much support and so much engagement on Twitter, you know, being able to join other podcasts, being able to jump on Twitter uh, or Twitch streams with other podcasts. Mm -hmm. It's been Unbelievable the amount of reach, and it, it really makes me feel good to my to my soul. To, so, my, to, to my
0: tummy tum. To my tummy tum. tum makes his tummy tum,
4: tum go yum, yum yum. This has been a, an insane, mm-hmm. insane trip, an insane podcast. Yeah. Creating this for all of you and with all of you, with your input, with the audience head to heads and everything. It's it's never been a dull moment. And sincerely,
0: thank you all. Mm-hmm. And I I can't wait to come back stronger as ever. I know we put this out for free, but yeah. I feel like we always owe you, Franks, to bring you the best that we can. We, if you were here right now, you would know that we just went through a whole lot to bring you a great episode. Oh my God! An entire yes. dungeon, to be specific, is what we just went through, and a boss battle. We
1: survived. We survived. Were you guys nervous? Do you guys think we were gonna die? You thought we were gonna die. Thought you were gonna die, maybe. I don't know. Yeah. Either die or get fired. I don't know which one's worse. All right, Cowboy, do you want to say the line so we can finally wrap it up?
0: The official, the final line that we will be doing as head-to-head? Let's do it. I love you all. Thanks for listening. And do one last thing for me, and that's get the fuck out of here. Good night, Night, everybody. everybody. See See you in 2022.